Well, see, Mike, Mike, this is Alyssa. Alyssa popped up on stage. Alyssa's done my storytelling show. And Hi, she's a comedian. She's a comedian. So, I, you know, Alyssa, if you want to join us tonight or, you know, obviously for Joe and Leroy at some point, if you want to ask a question or you want to be a part of the conversation, we're more than happy to have you. But Alyssa, since, you know, you're here and you're Should on stage. I... If... No, I don't want to, like, say something stupid. Yeah, so I, like, I do that I every week. Yeah, we do that every week, Alyssa. You don't have to worry about that. Okay. I'm serious. Right. We say we say dumb stuff all the time, so don't even sweat it. We are recording. Um, oh, oh, we are? Okay. See, that's a perfect example of what happens, Alyssa. So FYI, we are recording, and we appreciate you being a part of the show. So so welcome to Squares of the Roundtable podcast. We are recording live on Clubhouse. And what is this about Ivan's phone is dead? Yes. He sent me a text via Julie's phone saying that he's dead. His phone is dead, not him. Ivan is quite okay. well. He's fine. Right. But his phone is very dead. So he said he'll hmm. get he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Does that mean he's gonna get a grown up phone? Maybe. Why would it take your phone to be I mean, how does a phone die for a whole day? And don't don't they come back with like to life with the thing called the charger? You know, no, it's not has. just, it's dead, dead. It's not more than mostly dead. It's it's very dead. It's very dead? Okay. So we have with it's us It's been guest. bricked. We have with us a guest tonight. We have Alyssa Dini, who Alyssa is a, Alyssa I know as a comedian and voiceover actor, and she's hung out and she's been with, she's done my, my show on Clubhouse, so I figured Alyssa popped on up and I said, hey, if you want to come and hang out tonight, so, Alyssa, feel free when you when you have a thought or a question or, yeah. you know, when you're ready, feel free to pop in. Um, we do have a couple people in the audience tonight. If you're here tonight and you're listening to the show, we, we'd love that. All you got to do is raise your hand at some point. So, uh, so Mike, uh, I guess I'll start with you because we don't have Ivan. What, hey, what episode are we on, by the way? This is one, episode 162. 162. Okay, so I was, I was not far off. But, yeah. Yeah, you no, were, like, I'm... one off, I think. 161. Yeah, 160 or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, no, absolutely. So, Mike, what'd you what'd you have going on this week? I uh, got the roof fixed from the damage from the storm two weeks ago. Oh God, so that got it wasn't. Uh, yeah, they were done in like half a day. So it was okay. just the, that wasn't the roof. It was the pavilion behind the garage, which is the roof technically part of the roof. <laughs> is that like a gazebo? No, it's just a pavilion. It's just like. Uh, okay. an open air like patio. The, yeah, the the what's it called? The oh, it's like an. Oh, Can- I guess it's an open canopy. air patio. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's not like a house house part. It's part of your house. It's connected, yep. but it's not a porch. No, it's like in the back. So how, it's... it's a porch house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the contractors were here at like seven in the morning, and they were done by one. So. That's very good. And, of course, the insurance paid for it all. Yay! That's why you have homeowner's insurance. So that okay. was good news. That that was very good. It looks just as new, and he added, they added stuff because we never put in a uh, hurricane brackets. So that way, if a tornado lifts the roof up, like the wind gets underneath, because that has been known to happen in places, mm-hmm. especially in, you know, living is, in tornado there alley. There is no such thing yet as a tornado-proof house. Nope. Uh, the only reason I know that is 
I'm not um, any type of geek builder into that sort of, not that builders are geeks. Uh, my dad is a builder and yeah. he's a very good one, but he often, I remember in my youth talking about build, how you would build a tornado proof house. And yeah, I, he never had to do it, but um, I've never lived in Kansas or anything, so... <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, yeah, that that was done. So I'm happy with that. That that's finished and uh, looks good and new, better even, uh, better, stronger, more powerful than ever before. So mm. we're, we're on uh, on the good. Um, watched. Um, I dropped five bucks for a month of Paramount Plus, so I watched the first two episodes of season two of Lower Decks, Star Trek Lower oh, Decks. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's fun. It's just plain fun. You know, okay, turn it ends has comedy and and uh and all that so and it's not let's it like it was come a long way from the first episode of the first season where it's a little jarring because it's not your traditional star trek show and people are calling it rick and morty in space which is not right but uh you know it's like i i equated it to like as a kid eat drinking your first beer it's like it's you it's an acquired taste definitely but i'm i'm into it i like these characters and it's a fun show. I'm digging it. Well, I think the reason why is my understanding is the the head writer for that show came from Rick and Morty, yes. which is why people thought it was going to be it was gonna, it was going to be more like that. And mm-hmm. it's it's funny because I haven't watched the show, but um, John Suntress from War Balloon is is much. I, I laugh. John's as much of a Trekkie as you are, so mm-hmm. I always laugh because I'm like always like yeah, Trek, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. Uh, Would you say you're more you... Star Wars than Star Trek? Yeah, I yeah. was thinking Star Wars for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a Trekkie or a Star Warsy fan. Um, but yeah, I'm. I've got to learn them fast, or Star Wars at least, because I'm in a show, another sh- uh, an improv show on the in the comedi- comedy lounge doing improv with uh, Star Wars characters. So <laughs> I might revisit, uh, try to revisit again those movies that are seem oh so great and fun. That was cool. I can see, you know, it's funny because, you know, Mike and I are, I well, this is going to make us sound old, but when we were kids, that's when, when Star Wars was out, you know, so... Really, in reality, to me, I mean, I saw Star Wars when I was like five or six years old. So six. for me, it was like, you know, wow. So you know, do the holy math. cow. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer not to. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, like uh, Lower Decks is good. I'm liking it. Uh, I like the voice cast. It's great. Uh, episode two had William Riker back because one of the main cast from season, well, one of the main characters in the show, he transferred over to Riker's ship. Mm. For uh, Chance said uh, adventure, but uh, seems like uh, the boring stuff that goes on the ship that's on the normally on show. Uh, it seems like yeah, it's just it's okay doing the mundane stuff. You know, he had this romanticization about Riker's adventures on the Enterprise, and now he's on the Titan, and he's in the he's in the thick of it, and it's it's freaking him out. So anyway, so it's great. I'm I'm loving it. So I'll get at least watch another month or so. Those episodes are dropping weekly now, so. I'm trying to remember if there's anything 
via Paramount Network that yeah anything I'm, I, could, yeah. I could I could I could recommend besides that while you're watching it. I mean, you're not a you're not a Good Fight fan, or otherwise I would say that Good Fight has been very very good. Um, I had it, you know, I had Paramount Plus for about a month, and yeah, you said you watched, watched uh, some of Discovery and Picard, yeah. Well, no, I no, I mean recently I had it right. because the new episode they they you know once in a while they'll sit there and they'll be like oh yeah do you. Here, here's a free month, and I'm like, uh, okay, I'll take this. And it just so happened that the new season for the Good Fight had started, and I think I got about through about five episodes. And I'm sure they'll do this again, where they'll do another like freebie month, and I'll I'll pick this up at some point to be able to watch a whole bunch of things. But um, the Good Fight's always pretty good, and um, I'm just trying to think. I know that they've added a lot more programming lately to the Paramount Network. I'm just not sure how much of it is stuff that I – well, no, it's interesting. Isn't that all that behind the music stuff on there now? Yeah, it was all Viacom. should be all MTV, VH1 stuff. Right. No, but, I mean, they're supposedly – CBS, you know. Right. They're doing – I mean, I know they did what? new. I, I mean, not that this is your demographic, Mike, but I know they did new iCarly, and I know they did some sort of new Road Rules uh, real-world thing. I think is new. And then I guess for some strange reason, rather than put it on VH1 or V or MTV, they decided to put, they decided to put it on, on Paramount plus, which is strange. Cause it's like, why would you put it there? Why wouldn't you put some of this stuff to get, I mean, I don't know, maybe they're doing fine on the ratings on those two channels. It's just, we're old. I, I have no idea. Hmm. Um, I, I, but to I me, I have no like, idea what Paramount plus is. It it's CBS's like... streaming service. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so Paramount and CBS and Viacom are all at one company, and basically, there's a bunch of cable networks that they own too, and they have a streaming service that they have, kind of like it's kind of similar to to Netflix or Amazon or different ones like that. Sounds so. advanced and too too advanced for me. Like Netflix, I can handle. Like Amazon Prime, I can kind of handle, but I, I don't know. <laughs> and then I don't, I, I just can't keep up with everything that I like. Then I get overwhelmed, and then I can't pick, and then I spend more time looking for something than I do watching something for real. And then I don't end up watching anything usually because time has gone by and I wasted it. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? The sad part it's is, like, she isn't. She's not wrong. I mean, we've <laughs> no. had this conversation before, where it's like, it'd be great. It's like to ha- for all this stuff that you have that you have to get to to see anything that's anything worthwhile. It is kind of funny because it's like after a while, it's like, geez, couldn't we just create this as its own cable network so so that I don't have to like go hunt for everything? It'd be nice to right. And and we've spent know. many a time, many an episode talking about the streaming wars. Yeah, but with Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and yeah. Comcast and CBS and Disney Plus yeah. and all the rest. And I thought like Hulu was like some sort of little thing years ago that was just like, yeah, Hulu is something on your computer. But now it seems like the thing and I'm missing out on fun stuff. Hmm. So I don't know what happened to Hulu, but it seems to be something. Hulu, Hulu got bit. Hulu got bought by Disney. There you go. Was that okay. part of that Fox? Bio? Yeah, that was all part yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. That was all part of that. 
that's why that's part of that whole bundle, Mike. So it's 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 Disney Plus, Hulu, and and ESPN that you can buy in that bundle for about like thirteen, fourteen dollars a month or something like that. But why would somebody who is a fan of Disney movies and Disney shows want to be a fan of like ESPN? I'm thinking like little kids and you know girls. Well, that sports don't is still family entertainment, watch. technically. Yeah, I, I haven't figured out. I, in fairness, Alyssa, I haven't figured out what the reason is on why if you have basic ESPN and ESPN2 and all the basic cable channels, why you would need ESPN+. Plus. I haven't figured that one out yet. Um, and I think the answer is some of the sports that I'm not as interested in, like boxing and stuff like that. But um, I think Jeez, that's... Box- you're missing out on boxing. <laughs> That's the yeah, one I know. Watch. <laughs> but I, I'm picturing like you're in a big room and they're doing like a bidding war and everyone's, you know, who owns big networks and they're having, okay, bidding off Hulu here and then like ESPN, blah, 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 but ESPN, blah, blah, blah here and then Disney. And they're just all just doing that they have like an auctioneer and that's how they end up with what they end up with and it comes to a jumbled group of things on different networks i don't know that's what i picture when thinking about this yeah well these companies they just well whatever uh streaming service like youtube had their i think youtube still has youtube red right i don't know i don't know it was like its own Thing. Yeah, YouTube had his own streaming, like his own exclusive thing. Yeah, it did. I just don't know if it still exists or not. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, if it does, it's not. Not because viable. What? What wasn't? Wasn't? What's it called? Cobra Kai was on that, and yeah, then that's they what got, started. Got moved. Cobra Kai started on on uh, first two seasons were on YouTube Red, and then right. uh, during the hiatus before the third season premiered, they get they it all got moved over to Netflix. Right, which makes me wonder how viable YouTube Red is at the moment. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that. Uh, so, yeah, so I think uh, I was going to ask. So did you get a chance to watch? Uh, did you get a chance to watch Titans yet? I've watched the three part. Uh, the, the three the first three episodes have dropped. I haven't watched episode okay. four yet. Okay. So, yeah, so. Titans is on, and this will blow, this is mine. Titans is on HBO Max, which is Warner Brothers thing having to do with HBO, where they have a streaming service as well. Um, And so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, I guess we'll talk a little bit about Titans, which is uh, the the new season, which is season three. Titans is a, 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 based on um, DC Comics superheroes, the new Teen Titans or the Titans. So, um, what what any any what's your thoughts on on season three so far? Kaboom! Yeah, that's yeah yeah I, I yeah and my understanding is he's going he's going to a different show. The guy who plays Hawk, I that's my understanding, is that he's he he's got picked up for some other show, and I think that that's part of what happened there, and and so he's he's going to be gone. Yeah, but that with the whole you know the. The Hawk and Dove the, through, through, through the first two seasons, they've had their ups and downs. Yeah, and then when they're reunited, when 
the, t- the Titans move from San Francisco to Gotham City. Oh yeah, spoilers for season three uh, of Titans if you haven't watched it yet. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they've they've broken a, these cup this couple uh, Hawk and Dove. They've broken up and they've gotten back together. And it wasn't until I realized when the episode was over that I realized the episode was titled. Hank and Dove, not Hawk and Dove. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's adds to the finality. But, mm-hmm. but even even superpowers, even the Superman's Superboy couldn't save him in time. So very sad. But uh, but I don't know. I'm getting the Red Hood thing. I'm not about Jason Todd as Red Hood. Is this a split personality? Is it the drugs? Is it is it all an act? I don't know. Is this an Avengers what? character? No, this is DC. Um, Avengers oh. is Marvel. Uh, whereas okay, this DC... is like okay, I knew yeah. that. This is like this is like uh, Batman and Superman. Batman yeah. and Superman and yeah. those characters. Mm-hmm. That's about all I know. What <laughs> would your and it can be just somebody. I have no idea who. I kind of have. I have more of an idea than just Batman and Superman. But um, who is your favorite Marvel? DC Comics, or D- I even messed it up. Okay, so what is your favorite Marvel character superhero ever? Well, oh. we'll get to that in a minute, Alyssa. Let me. Let's, okay, let, sorry. Let's let's yeah. finish. No, but that's fine. I just kind of want to get through this section here. Um. So yeah, I mean, what yeah, the, I mean, so like yeah, I, I haven't watched episode four yet, though. So. Right, I did, and I did, and, and in fairness, I. Well, we'll see. I mean, the biggest headache I have with this so far is I, I, I'm a little annoyed that Jason Todd seems to continue to be getting the best of Dick Grayson. Outsmarting Dick Grayson. Yeah. And, and, and it just, the problem is I understand that you have to, this is one of the big villains for the season, but it just seems it's it's frustrating as a fan of oh I mean because Dick Grayson I am a really big fan of of the character and I have been since I was a kid and and especially when you're talking about Titans I mean he he's their master strategist he's their tactician he's their leader and there's just too many times where he just looks like he's been outsmarted or he looks dumb in sections. And, and it's, it's frustrating. It, it just is frustrating. And I'm not saying, I, I think you can make him look a little smarter than this while still basically being unable to stop Jason Todd. And, and that's the frustrating part. Um, I thought the whole last, that whole episode three, I just don't understand why, 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 why Hank slash Hawk would, would even bother to do what he did. It just doesn't, I, it, I don't get it. Yeah. And being at the, the, the Gotham city gym, because the Gotham city only has one gym apparently. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, then he has to, you know, prove that he's not wearing a wire because he wants to get, yeah. And the whole, the reason why it's like, okay, why is he doing this is dumb. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So Hank is dead. So we got the dove, but no Hawk. Yeah, I, I thought the most interesting I will say I thought what was interesting was to see the Gotham universe that they've created. In which, you know, you've got Barbara Gordon Barbara Gordon as in more Oracle style Barbara Barbara Gordon 
as the police commissioner versus, you know, and then to top it off, obviously Batman is gone. So, I mean, to me, I thought some of that was interesting. You know, I, I liked the conversation where it was Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson and Bruce having a conversation like that. I thought that that was intriguing, but yeah, I don't, I, like I said, overall, I'm enjoying the season. Um, but again, to me, it's, it's, I, I, I get a little frustrated when I see that Jason Todd seems to be outsmarting Dick Grayson a little bit too much for my tastes. I agree. Well, we'll see where the season goes. This is the body yeah. that we're dealing with. That's why we moved to Gotham because of the the whole thing with Jason. Well, and it's interesting to see because the black fire thing plays out a little bit more in episode four. And when you see it, I'll, we can talk more about that. Yeah. But to, to me, it was interesting because that's, I mean, really it's broken down into two storylines at this point, which is you have this whole thing with Jason Todd. And then you have this, you have this thing with, you know, with, with Starfire, with Blackfire. But they haven't and, uh, touched upon where Raven is with the the trying to bring back Donna Troy. No, okay, no. So just two concurrent storylines right now. Right, right now those are the big two storylines, and Episode Four doesn't change that at all. Okay. I mean, really, in reality, the, that that's where Episode Four goes, and and that there really is just basically it's storyline A and storyline B. Um, I think the most interesting thing from the three episodes. Well, there's two other things that were interesting from the three episodes. One, we get Tim Drake. Oh, um, well, yeah, he was just a in... delivery boy. And, right. You know, he's... But, oh, no, the Robin's dead. So, like, I was back here, uh, Tim, like, they're all, uh, Bruce and, and Dick and, and Barbara were all arguing at Wayne Manor. I was yeah. expecting to hear a doorbell <laughs> with Tim Drake at the door. Heard you, are you hiring? Yeah, well... I expected to... Yeah, we have a. I, I mean, a, Tim Drake is a is a favorite character of mine. I'm curious to see with the given changes that have been made recently in the comics, if any of that shows up in any of that shows up in yeah. um, in this in this series. Although I don't know who were well, who knows? This you looks like know. an intense show. I was just looking at some pictures and people. Uh, that are the heroes or or mm-hmm. non heroes, and they are intense and dark and <laughs> so wow. dark. It's very dark, uh, isn't it? And they're very young. I'm used to uh, older. You know, the I don't know. Looks interesting though. Very much so. Very intense. Yeah. Well, this is supposed to be a younger set of heroes, to be honest, yeah. and. But yeah, they, they in fairness in the comics they're not nearly this dark, but they decided to kind of darken it up a little bit more for TV. Mm. So. I it's like almost it though. It's, it's almost like become a cliche thanks to the Deadpool movie. Yeah, yeah, it has kind of become a cliche for the Deadpool movie. But um, yeah, no, like I said, season. You know, I will say season three seems to be a little moving a little bit better than the last two seasons. So. Well, we'll we'll cut it some slack for now. Yeah. Um, I know Alyssa asked a question. Mar- Mike, your your favorite Marvel character? My favorite Marvel character? I don't know. Uh, well, as a kid, I always loved Spider-Man. 
and mm-hmm. that probably wouldn't change. Uh, but with the MCU, this the current like the current blockbuster films, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the mm-hmm. arc of uh, Thor the most. Thor. Yeah. Mm. That is one I don't know of. Um, Chris, Christopher Helmsworth. I'm sure you know him. Um, yes, he's one of the brothers. There's like two brothers, Christopher. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yes, I mm-hmm. do know who that is. That's the big hulking blonde one that every woman drools over. Oh, I, yeah. I know the one who was in um, uh, like the movie, the trilogy Expendables. I've seen him in that, and that's about it. I don't know. They didn't appeal to me that much, but I mean, they're they're very nice looking boys. But um, yeah, and every boy picks Spider Man. Why is that? Why I don't get it. it like the, sh- the I mean, Spider Man's great. I wish I could shoot net on people and just say, you know, capture them mm-hmm. and not let them go. Um, but I don't know. I would pick flight over that. And um, I don't know. I always had a thing for Batman. I don't know what it is. I guess it's like the dark bad boy kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. And I think a lot of girls resonate with that. And I especially love the, you know, the original one. Even the TV show. I don't know how I got to find it when I was... uh, It was... It's very old, and and I like the Michael Keaton ones, and it did like change a bit, but it kept that dark quality to it. I liked. Yeah, well, as, as, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, Anybody? as a kid growing up, you know, I liked Spider Man, and I liked the well. My Batman was the Adam West Batman, the the old '60s TV show. That's what yes. I grew up watching. I watched that. Mm-hmm. I would sit and watch it. I would not miss an episode with my older sister. Yeah. And I was, what, like five, six years old? I don't know. Yes, it but is wonderfully absurd. <laughs> but I yeah. grew up watching those two. But, I mean, now as I've gotten older, you know, I like I like Superman. You know, he's a little bit more like the the Boy Scout, the, the, the kind of almost boring to a point. But Superman, Batman, yeah, they're both pretty awesome. But, uh... But in uh, Marvel, yeah, with the uh, you know growing up, I like Spider Man. But in the current MCU, I I, I like uh, enjoying what's what happened to Thor. He had a great arc in uh, Endgame. Yeah, no, if I'm, I mean, look, I I think the reason why I I, I choose Spider Man is because you too, Spider Man. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, because Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man. Quite frankly, no offense. Spider Man remind reminds me of me in some ways, which is. You know, you know, I, I'm not saying I got thrown into a locker, but it wasn't exactly like I was like the big man on campus or anything like that. You know, Peter Parker had a lot of problems in his life and he just wasn't it wasn't just, OK, I'm a superhero and life is wonderful and grand. You know, Peter Parker had real life problems and and he's an everyman and people relate to a guy like that. And he's a misunderstood hero. Yeah, I've heard that so many times explanation from guys that when they say oh who's your favorite superhero and they give that same explanation yeah but if i'm if i'm talking mcu if i'm talking mcu i will say that i definitely enjoy star lord a lot 
for all the wrong reasons, which is just, I, I just enjoy what he does and how he does it. And it's fun to watch and, and it's a blast. So to me, to me, Star Lord is one of those characters that I could watch all the time and, and get a good laugh. Got a good yeah, laugh. Is on. it the character that you like so much or is it the actor playing it? Because like Star Lord, the comic, I don't relate to that. I don't find him that entertaining. Yeah. Lord on on screen. Oh my god! On like literally coughing, laughing. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you so doing? so, before we do that, Hillary, welcome to the show. Hillary Malik is with us now. Hillary, we are recording for our podcast too, which is Squares the Roundtable podcast. So welcome to the show, and glad that you're here on stage with us here in Clubhouse. So. I, I just wanted to say that before, just to make you aware we are recording live. Yeah, Thank Hillary's you. I will awesome. watch what I say. Sorry. I saw, I saw Jeff, and anytime Jeff has a room, I have to be there. I, I love him so much. He's love him, so I had to be there. And then, of course, I saw my kryptonite, Alyssa, who I is like, yep. <laughs> and Mike, it is very good to meet you. Yeah. No. So Mike and I, Mike and I, and our, our co-host Ivan have been doing this show for about what three years? Just over three years. Three years. We. This is our 161st episode. Of One, doing 162. It, so. 162. Sorry. That's all right. So yeah. So like I said, so Alyssa popped in, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. love to have you. So um, but yep. yeah, no. But I, there's a distinction between the modern iterations and the ones from people might have enjoyed from the books from who knows how many yeah. decades ago. So you're right about yeah, that. Yeah. Well, star Lord, star Lord in the comics is way different than star Lord on, on the screen. Absolutely. Without question, Hillary, I, I agree with you 110%. And that's why I said, if we're talking about MCU iterations, then yeah, that's yeah, why I made I, that I, distinction with Alyssa mm-hmm. about my, my childhood superhero, uh, uh, favorites. And then my current ones. Yeah, you know, we all grow. We all evolve. Yeah, I guess it needs to change because of the yeah. evolution of, you know, of entertainment and what it looks like, TV, you know, and all those network things out there that make them and mm-hmm. that I don't understand. But I don't know. Maybe Hillary has more, uh, has seen more of them because, um, wh- by the way, Mike, what movie would I be looking for to see Thor star or have the most part in uh, Thor. my yeah, dream the, the first Thor movie that would be a good Thor introduction movie. to him and Loki got it oh great I want to watch it but um and, and to, to your point Mike it's kind of funny because in terms of DC characters I mean I think it was interesting because Robin when I was a kid was Dick Grayson and I, I it's an, it's interesting because growing up in the 80s when Dick Grayson was part of the was part of the Titans being written by by Wolfman and Perez. You know, it was a unique opportunity because the character essentially was aged to become a character that was closer to the early 20s and then turned into Nightwing. So to me, I mean, it was kind of an interesting time because that character basically aged around the same way I did as I grew up. So to me, that's one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of that particular character more so than I am Batman. But that's that's just me. Um, not to that to mention, you know, Dick seemed to get all the girls, but we won't get into that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there's that. So um, yeah, well, actually, seem to agree with that. Your <laughs> your um, what you said about Thor. <laughs> 
in the character. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Well, Hillary, Hillary can tell you. I mean, how many? How, I mean, women are just absolutely drooling over Chris Helmsworth, right? No. Didn't he do? I mean, he did that. Like he did that workout video for um, during COVID, and I know like there were women that were just absolutely like using that like their personal porn. That's I did not know about that. The last workout video I purchased because I thought that the guy on the cover was hot. I'm not kidding, y'all. Just go ahead and laugh. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, yeah, now this is not Mark Wahlberg, mind you. This was Marky Mark, and it is hilarious because the sexual harassment he throws down on all the girls who are working out like right in front of him is so cringe. <laughs> You've never seen this video. Try to find it on YouTube or something. It is so funny. An ex-boyfriend in high school had it and left it at my house because he thought I would be interested in watching him work out to it. Yeah, ex-boyfriend. Mm. Very nice. But yeah, so that's the last uh, workout video I bought for... You don't even have to buy this, though, Hillary. This was, he was doing them for free online no. during yeah, the during pandemic. During the lockdown, I think. this During was the lockdown. Yeah. It was like, it was like <laughs> every woman I knew was, like, using that as, like, their personal porn. Um, <laughs> like, at least any, like, woman in their, like, 40s was like, okay, free. Like, yeah, sure, you're really going to do the workout. Uh-huh, right. Uh, yeah. Throw Jason Momoa with that. And maybe I'll come subscribe. I could, yeah, those two. Maybe a little Ryan Reynolds, too, because he's being he looks pretty damn buff these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never heard of that memo. I say, I say we throw before. in those three. So, so we got Deadpool, Aquaman, and Thor. And I'll tell you what, afterwards, I'll be Thor. I'll be so And Thor. after Endgame, I saw Chris, <laughs> Chris Pratt lost a lot of weight. He got pretty jacked. Oh, he was he's cute. Um, I mean, when he's not, like, overly disgusting and playing chubby fat like drunk like with you know i just picture him from the show what's the show that community uh, is that what it was from uh, it, the, i think so yeah that was, he was pretty paunchy the, back then before he Park, got the role of star lord oh yes, parks and rec that was it, that was it. oh it was it parks and rec my yeah. bad my mm-hmm. bad it's oh, the ooh kind of the gift that everyone knows where they zoom in on his face where he's making the oh kind of Kind of right. Yeah, he was pretty. Uh, he was it was before he got the role of Star Lord. So before he he, uh, he started working out. Yeah. Yeah. That- yeah. He, he he boy that guy that guy went through some serious body transformation. Yeah, he did. On that, um, although Chris, it you know I'm not sure who you would say had a bigger body transformation, him or Chris Evans, because if you see Chris Evans before Captain America, yeah, like when he was uh, the Human Torch in those awful fantastic four movies or the in, on Lo- in losers uh-huh. where he's like just like a scrawny little like a scrawny little shit he really was skinny steve <laughs> yeah he look really this up because i gotta see this i'm a go, go back to further. go back what? to not another teen movie not I another teen back. movie yeah yeah mm. he's in that too i forgot about that that was, that I was like my favorite 90s like epilogue that's 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 the movie you want to know what i went through in the 90s bam boom this was the uh, that came out. I think my senior year. I freaking love that. I love that movie so much, and I love him in it. And then later on, he becomes a superhero. I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like you sold me out there, buddy. You're supposed to stay with us over in Freaks and Geeks Land. Screw you. <laughs> yeah. No. If if anything, if if well, if anything, Mike, I would say. If anything, Hillary, I would say the movie that really personifies my my life from the '90s was probably American Pie. But that yes, high me. five, high five in every direction. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. I, I 
So this is the part where this is the part where I admit things I shouldn't admit. But yeah, there were plenty of days where literally it was like I think where it's like I'm watch I pulled up the Playboy channel and I'm just praying I see a boob. You know? Um I don't <laughs> Through know about all the, the static and, and the Yeah, movement. the scrambles. Yeah, yeah that's Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know about the sock. The sock wasn't a thing for me, but No. Um No. You know. Yeah, no. Oh, that, me neither. No. 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 So anyway, Wait, who am I comparing? Uh, I got Chris Pratt, and then which is Chris Hemsworth? Was it or somebody? Yeah. Else? Chris Evans. Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah, there are Chris's. Lots of Chris's. Uh, if you, the Corys had the Corys had the table when it comes to eighty uh, stuff. If your name was Corey, you were automatically hot and in Hollywood. Yeah. And, uh, I think these days it's uh, Chris. If your name was Chris, you're in. We don't care if you can act. You're cute. You're funny a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're in. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. The only thing Marvel's missing is Chris Pine. That's about it. I mean, they're that's the only do they Chris not they have don't Chris have. Pine, do you think? I'm sure they do. Do they not? No. DC has they, Chris Pine DC, as Wonder DC, Woman's boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, that he's on he's on the DC side, but yeah. it, it's funny. Someone really should sit down and like make a movie with like all four Chris's in it just to like be There yeah. is a YouTube about it. I think a TikTok and it is hilarious and it's it's all three of them or all four of them, excuse me. And I cannot remember the premise of what it was. But I know it's out there because I, I uh, memed it and sent it around. But yeah, yeah it's out. There. Cool. So what I'll Evans like- wins. He he he's got the most muscle mass put on him. Chris is just like a. It looks like he did. I'm also a. I'm been a personal trainer, you know, on this side for I don't know since I don't know 2012. I got it, but I was into it like bodybuilding, like for small like the bikini stuff girl thing um in the past so when i look at their figures i see like a quick we call them like the beach boy workout at the gym where they go and they just do the biceps and the uh bench press um and then he really hit his abs hard but you could still see the layer of fat and then chris evans i would say put on a lot more work He's got traps that are pretty big uh, for his size and much more muscle mass in his arms, I'd say, and his chest, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that first scene in the first Captain America movie where they open the chamber and you see his muscles, I mean, it it looked, it almost looked like fake at first because it did such a convincing job as skinny. These are just... Oh, like they shot like paparazzi shot. I can't oh, imagine yeah. what he would look like on screen. Hmm. You can find those. Well, fortunately, they made movies, and you can watch them. <laughs> <laughs> we had this discussion earlier. Hmm? Sorry, yeah, no. Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm sorry. No problem. <laughs> so, Mike, you were saying when I came in that Adam West was your favorite Batman. I have a great he- Adam West story, a, a real story, if you'd like to hear it. Oh yes, I'll please. Okay, so um, in shit, we had just got my husband and I had just got married. So this had to be like 2008, I think 2000, 2008, 2009 is when I first got on Facebook, uh, and it was still relatively new to a lot of people. Um, I had been like million millions of followers, like well over a million on uh, MySpace. So I came to Facebook. I'm like, this is dumb. Like, why am I here? This is stupid. What are you just? I can only say this amount. Nobody can hear my music. I don't want to be here. So uh, I'm going through my my then feed, which you know was compiled of a couple of different celebrities they automatically hand you when you get there and uh, i made a adam west joke to something and uh adam west 
I, I went to his page and he had a thing on there about giblets or giblets or however you want to pronounce it, mm-hmm. turkey giblets. And um, the, he was like talking about his recipe and blah, blah, blah. He makes it every year, him and his wife. And uh, it was his grandmother's. And I'm, like I said, coming off of MySpace here, so I wasn't really sure like how Facebook works. So I just kind of threw out there as the first comment of, uh, so how do you make this? It sounds absolutely horrifyingly disgusting, but my grandma used to make it and she died before I ever got her recipe. She, she, she took that to the grave. Uh, how how do you make it? Would you be willing to share your recipe? And he sent me a private message that said, I will not share my recipe with everyone else, but, you know, for your grandmother, you know, I will I will give it to you. And he uh, spent hours back and forth with me. This is on Thanksgiving. It was on Thanksgiving. Sorry, I should clarify that. This was on Thanksgiving Day? Me, yeah. Explaining to me on oh, Thanksgiving wow. how to make this giblet gravy. And I don't know if it was just him and his wife or he just didn't have anybody to talk to or if he was like me, just confused on all of this. But uh, he spent like four hours going back and forth, um, sent me pictures. I sent him pictures of the gravy afterwards. It turned out really good. And I still make it to this day. Every single Thanksgiving, I make this um, in his honor. And uh, when anybody asks, you know, oh, it's good. What, what is this? I'm like, well, I'll tell you. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Batman secret. I can't tell you. It's the but, uh, back gravy. Yeah. So, so I learned how to make giblet gravy from Adam West. Wow. That's, that is that's awesome. That's, that's a great story, man. And the respect I have for him now, and I did go to a couple of conventions in an attempt to meet him, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be $50 for an autograph. I'm like, nah, I just want to go say thanks for this recipe. And like, yeah, whatever, kid. <laughs> you're like, no, lady, you back of the line, you're, no. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I have not met him in person. I did continue to talk to him after Facebook started, like, really taking off. Like, the next two years after that, Facebook was just, like, blew up everywhere. And I, I he wasn't really on there anymore. I think he had people take care of it after that. Yeah, I probably but, had a... so I, I didn't talk to him. I talked to him until about 2009, and then that was about it. Like, it was, and every once in a while, you know, hey, I saw you on this, or I saw you on that. Hey, great job. It was, you know, more quarter. There's nothing as personal as it was in those first couple of years, our first couple of months on Facebook. But uh, sure. we, we did we did form a friendship, and it was really cool. And um, Tell him to lighten up on the shrugs. No more traps. <laughs> He's dead. He ups the top of his head, too. He's dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> God rest oh his God. soul. Yeah. yeah, and but, but I, I just wanted y'all to know that he, it, no matter what anybody has to say about him that's negative, let me tell you, an older man who sits there and takes out time on his own holiday to, to give a stranger help to remember her dead grandmother. My grandmother died that year, and um, oh. it was just so personal. It was so kind, and that's just not done these days. It's just not done, and especially the fact that he's a famous actor who yeah. you know had plenty of people who would have rather have spent that day like just worshiping him, just telling yeah. him how great he is, but he didn't. He stopped Everything he was doing. That is so sad. And he looks like give... such a nice guy, like a yeah. nice man. Yeah. And I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that he truly was a good person. He yeah. really was nice, genuine, and nice. And that's that's something he that looks I looks ex- exactly like that. Looking at his yeah, all his non uh, like souped up hero pictures, you know. Mm. Yeah, because growing up, he was my Batman. So <laughs> now, that's that's really great. That's that's amazing. Um, that's, that's, that's a really neat story. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, it's amazing. What's funny is, is that in some ways I kind of laugh because in some ways Adam West for some, for some generations, really, they know him because he did the family guy thing as himself as the mayor and and not so much about Batman. So that's always kind of crazy too. But, um, yeah, it's like Paul McCartney was in a group before wings. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that that's let's that's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, so did you 
Did you get a chance to see What If this week, Mike, or no? Yes, I did watch What If. Uh, speaking of superheroes, which we still talk about most of the time, uh, yeah, episode two of What If dropped on Disney Plus last, was it, they drop on Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesdays now. Yeah. And is yes. that written about the book? Is it based on the book, What If? Yeah, so they're doing a, um, they're doing a cartoon version of What If on Disney Plus, and it's, it's pretty damn amazing. And they're using a lot of the same books. actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the books are incredible. Uh, but that's what it's based on, yeah. But they're doing an MCU version of What If. Yeah, this so. one was this one blew me away. I mean, I was a little skittish about the first one in a couple of ways. I still liked it, but I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was just meh. But for me, like one step above meh. Yeah, but this one... See, you this and I have was, a different... Yeah, this one you was, and I have a difference of opinion on yes, that one. Yes, I thought the last one was great. yeah. But uh, this one blew me away. This one was really great. I I had a real problem with one aspect in this in 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 this in this particular one. So the premise is it is because I think Hillary will get a kick out of this. So the premise on this particular one was what if T'Challa became ended up being Star Lord and. So it was very, very interesting in the fact that one of the things that ends up happening is is he somehow convinces Thanos to join up with him and the Ravagers. And i that's the part I don't buy, Mike. Give up his quest to wipe out half the universe? Yeah, that's the part I don't buy. That's That's the part where I sit there and I'm like, no, no. I'm sorry, I can't, no. You know, not to mention the fact, you know, at one point it's like... Yeah, it's just weird to see Thanos as a good guy. Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with Thanos as a good guy. I just didn't buy the explanation that that T'Challa could rationalize that with him to get him to be like, oh yeah, you're right, I won't do that. And and it's just kind of, that's the part that was kind of weird. Not to mention right, the fact so that I have a theory on who could actually be Thanos, but I'm curious to know what you guys uh, put anybody, either universe, any universe, any universe at all, who could actually beat him, and we'd also love them. Any universe? Well, we'll get to that in a second, but hmm. um, okay. I shall ponder we'll, on that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second, but yeah, Mike, that's I think then it seems like they depowered him a little bit. In, well, in he, this, in he this didn't show. have any. Obviously, he didn't have any Infinity Stones, and right. Although, but even without the Infinity Stones, he beat the Hulk, dude. Well, he did have two. He did have. Did he already have one? He had already had one stone. He had one, but he didn't use it. I mean, no. he went. Toe he just to toe used. With yeah, the Hulk. I just went. Yeah, I just went. Yeah, he just went toe to toe. That's why. That's why I was confused by like he should have been able to without anything still take out like those guys without any problem. That's, I think, like I said, I feel like that was my disconnect on this. The rest of it I enjoyed. Yeah, I like the Collector as the villain this time around. And of course, mm-hmm. it was, uh, uh, who's it? Uh... It wasn't Jeff Goldblum, I will tell you no, that. No, that that's that's the Grand, Grand Master from... Oh, is that who it was? But no, it was, uh, was it... It wasn't uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, wasn't and what a great performance from Jeff Goldblum! Let me just say that was I like had to look. I was like, wait, I hear his voice. Is that yeah that from is Ragnarok? Yeah, he's in it. His he does voiceover in this. Um, um, not at Goldblum. No. 
but not uh, in this one. Darn. No. So it's I can't. Is it Benicio del? No, Benicio del Toro didn't do it, did he? No. I know he's in the. I know he's. I know he was. He was originally the collector, but not in this one, was he? Mike. The collector from the MCU is. Uh, yeah, it was from. He was from both of the, the what you call it, both the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Right. But his. Without... Um, I want to say. I don't know. It was. Um, dang it. So there's something about the Jeff Wright voice. If only they had a well, website that you could type things into questions, and then it would just yeah. give you answers. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Where where we yeah. <laughs> How, how dare you make us do work? What the hell? It's just a podcast. Yeah, it's been Benicio del Toro. Yes, you're right. You're right, Jeff. Is it Benicio del Toro? Okay, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he did the voice, if he did it for that too. Yeah, but. He was, yeah. And uh, we we got a couple of Karen Gillian was Nebula again. Yep. And of course, you know, this was Chadwick Boseman's final performance as T'Challa. Right. Right. This is and the last. Michael Rooker yeah. was back as Yondu. Uh, Sean Gunn was back as the dopey sidekick Craglin. Yep. And I don't know if they got the other guy who was Taserface. I don't know if they got his actual voice actor. Well, it's funny because they didn't have Dave Bautista for uh, Drax. Drax. No, they didn't have Drax. Yeah, they didn't have Dave because he was tending bar. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing that kind of wait, 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 wait. What? In this what if story? Yeah. They they're planning a heist against the collector. And they're on. Was it that that space station called Nowhere from yeah. the first Guardians movie? And uh, Drax was a bartender there, right? This, so it's so it's 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 Yondu, T'Challa, Thanos, and Nebula, basically teaming up to like go steal. I can't remember what they were. It was stealing. the oh. Gen- Genesis seeds of Genesis or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. hearts of millions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got a right. lot of people in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see uh, the Del Toro anywhere. Though. Did Vince? Uh, well, did uh, uh, did, I love I love Groot. I love the fact that they got. Well, that's the other thing, is- Hillary. That was the other thing. Like the only. The only character technically that was from the Guardians would be T'Challa because he was Star Lord. Otherwise, there was no Rocket, there was no Groot, there's no there's no Gamora, and we get one cameo from Drax. That's it. And oh, that's the, it. Okay. and the last scene where right um, there's yeah the final scene where someone's uh, the, the the guy's closing up the Dairy Queen and it's Peter Quill, and Ego goes to visit him. Yeah, and we did get Kurt Russell for that. Yeah, scene, we got so. one line. Yeah, from from Ego. Yeah, yeah. And, and and again, this goes back to it's funny because they're doing these episodes, and like the first episode, I would like to see wor- the continuations of some of these these worlds, these universes, just to see what it looks like down the road, because I would be interested in that. But um, but yeah. I like I said I I I enjoyed this one. My biggest hang up was I just didn't buy the Thanos would turn on because T'Challa got him to convince himself not to do his genocide plan. I I just it just didn't work for me, hmm. you know. And and it was hard to it was a disconnect thing for me. But 
We'll see. I don't know what the third episode is. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about it. I think I saw a teaser on Marvel's Facebook. I think it's something I'm having to do with Nick Fury. Is it? Okay. I think that's episode three. Okay. We'll find out, Lee. So, Hillary asked a question. Who do you think could beat Thanos? I'm sure you've all heard the the Ant-Man theory. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That the yeah. are we talking Let's about? Not even go over that one again. Are you talking about Paul Rudd? I love that yes. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. The theory that Ant Man goes. Yeah, because we had a year to think about. We knew Ant Man was going to be in Endgame, and so we had a year to speculate how are they going to beat Thanos. And someone, well, the, the internet responded by just have Ant Man enlarge inside Thanos's butt. Yep. I don't see how Ant-Man could overtake anybody except by so uh, you got this tons of black man who crawls up in your butt and um, then comedy. he comes back into being his real size, his human size, and then you would ex- you would explode. Mm. Yep. Although, although what's his name? Didn't uh, Josh Brolin do like a whole thing where it looks like he's like trying to poop him out or something like that? <laughs> yeah, or? he was. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I think he'd made a. a, a Twitter video or a YouTube yeah. video or something, something on social like media that. about that. Uh, joking but, about that. So, okay. So it can be any superhero, right? Any superhero versus Thanos. So you get, you got one, Mike, because I know who I, I know who I'm picking. Well, just got to go with, uh, um, uh, Superman. Yep. Big blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with you. Explain, explain your, show your work. <laughs> I don't have to show my work. It's Superman. But Superman, now, well, who you would be yourself? Who would beat? Who, who would beat Thanos? What super? Okay, gotcha. So I'm going to so Squirrel you- Girl. That <laughs> <laughs> she has beaten Thanos in the comics. Has she really? That's okay. truth. Yes. Yep. She was. She. Uh, Tony Stark was uh, wanted to recruit her to be the new, the next Tony Stark. And when if she, it went, and if he ever died, uh, so yeah, she. She's, he, Tony, Tony Stark literally says, "No, she, you're unbeatable. No one can stop you. I mean, you're, it, you're the first. He's it's the first person Tony Stark has ever truly admitted is better than him, and that's why he took her <laughs> under his wing. Interesting. And I, it, yeah, I, Hillary. I'm sorry, Jeff. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was curious what Hillary said. She mentioned who she wanted to be, if any. Squirrel girl. Okay, now, so I guess I should preface this by saying I uh, write, I've written a comic book that became a series um, that became a cartoon, uh, and I'm not getting paid for it, bastards. So if anyone's out there, you suck! What uh, cartoon? No, I wrote, uh, Ninja Squirrel, The Adventures of Ninja Squirrel. Um, uh, it was my comic. I wrote it, uh, and I developed it, and I wrote several books that were published uh, on Amazon, and then now there's a cartoon about it. I'm like, um, Hi. Raising my hand over here. Can I have a cartoon back, please? Wow. That's my work. <laughs> First but, uh, we'll, question yeah, gets comes up. Does Squirrel Girl have Down no, Squirrel Girl. Uh, Squirrel Girl. Somebody had mentioned to me years ago. Uh, have you ever seen this? Because I was I was ranting and raving about how when I found out that they were going to slate my car, my comic book for a cartoon, and I wasn't getting accreditation for it. So, uh, so I was like, have you ever heard of Squirrel Girl? Because did you take your information from that? I'm like, no. What? So, and no, mine has absolutely zero to do with Squirrel Girl. They're not even closely related. But I started reading about her. I'm like, this is my new favorite. How did I, like, Tank Girl had always been my number one. Like, that Tank Girl is my go-to for everything. Love her so damn much. I have every single comic. Love her. However, 
Squirrel Girl definitely came in and uh, and stole stole my heart. She's awesome. I love her. I love her so much. Okay. And, she uh, looks very happy. That said, I spent two hundred and fifty dollars at free. There's the word here. Free comic book day. Uh, a couple of days ago, I <laughs> I went to the it's something they do nationally. If you don't already know about it, put it on your yep. calendars. Yep. So uh, I went and I like I'm of course like a little I don't know like a little squirrel myself. Just like oh I need this one oh I need that one. And I found um in a box in the back while I was waiting in line. I started like digging through a box because I was in a very long line. And I found heavy metal from the month and year I was born, which I'm not wow. that's for you. So no, it was September 1978, and I'm just like, oh my god! So I open it up, and here's what is different about cartoons from now and then. I mean, comics from now and then. You can put your hand over the pictures, and you can feel the raised ink. You can, I mean, the color, the everything. It's just so different. Mm. I'll take the pictures and put it on my Instagram because it's so. It just reminds me of why I loved graphic novels in the first place. It's so it's so different. It's so wonderful, and uh, I wound up buying two hundred and fifty dollars in like dollar comics, <laughs> comics that originally cost like twenty five cents, fifty cents. You know, sure. for the fortune. And by the time I got up there, I'm like, he's like, you know, these aren't all free. I'm like, no, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, here's my credit card. But and please tell me to leave the store now because I'd like to leave with my car and dignity intact, and uh, I don't want to sell both of them <laughs> to get more comics. <laughs> so I, I am a very, very avid comic collector. I have an, an stupidly an enormous collection of them. If you've ever seen uh, Mallrats, I am the female Brody. And okay. So- <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, up until a few years ago, God, I so when I when I final when I my my parents finally had to move my mom had to finally move out of the house, I ended up having I just didn't have a place for it, but I had pretty much every comic I ever owned since I was five, and so I mean literally I mean literally well that, I mean that's like thousands. I mean, and I had stuff where... How many did you ever crack the cover on, honestly? Actually read? Yeah. (laughs) All of them. You don't always read them all that are into that? All all of them. If anything, I didn't... If anything, that was my biggest headache, was I didn't board board and bag. And and I had some amazing stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I had... I had the... um, And the problem was the cover was bad. But I had the Superman versus Muhammad Ali, the big size one. Um, I had one of those. I'm going to make um, you drool right now, and I'll PTR it in a minute, but I have the Action Comics 1935 Superman. Do you wow. really? Wow. I do. The one with him lifting the beetle? The, the uh, car? That's nice. Mm-hmm. So wow. Yeah. Guys yeah. can trade or something. <laughs> no, I got... You know what? I, I got to be honest. I'm, in some ways, I'm glad I'm not collecting right now, but you know, one of these days, I'll get back to it. There's certain things I kept, mostly my graphic novels. I think the the ones I kept, um, I kept the you know the the Titan stuff, and then I kept because uh, I know this this graphic novel is rare. I kept the one where they did the cosmic Spidey stuff. That one's real rare because um, I know that that has not been in print anywhere. Hmm. But um, the one where basically Spider Man gets like uh, Captain Universe powers. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm more of a toy guy, but I know people who've said things saying like the Gold Age and Silver Age stuff. Price is just going up and up and up without older stuff. I'm more well worried. because it dropped so hard for the last like ten years that I was just like, this is even worth it. I mean, I've got first editions of everything from X Men to, uh, as you said, toys. I've got original Spawn, original um, uh, Todd McFarlane uh, Spawn toys mm-hmm. that I mean, yeah, 
like the first first release of them, um, 1996, 19, well, nothing, it was 1995, 1996, 1997. I've got the whole set. And, uh, yeah, the prices went down so low that I stupidly let my kid just open them and play them. I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I've been lugging those things around since college. Take them. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. They're worth less than when I bought them. And then now you're right. Everything's gone up. And I'm like, I suck at this game. Did you ever find <laughs> something? that was you had or still have but you lost the box to it or some pieces and you found out it's worth tons of money oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, i collected something time. called the littlest pet shop it's a thing where you'd go and buy a toys or Russ would have it and you'd look at what they'd have maybe like some silly like igloo like scenery with polar bears or and little you know, characters of the North Pole and just things like that, like a doggy thing, dog shop. I have a ton of them because I love miniature stuff. I know. Do you know how they were? Oh, my gosh. Then my mom told me what she found out they were worth. And she said, I just got rid of them. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But we had thrown away the boxes. So I don't think people buy stuff if they don't have the box anyways, you know. Um. Yes and no. I mean, look, there's always those people who sit there and go about the box, but I know for a fact some of these stuff, that stuff, even if it doesn't have the box or it doesn't have all the all the little accessories and stuff, they that still goes for some decent price mm-hmm. points. Wow, it, we really it, it, messed up. Well, and in fairness, I'll, I, I'm I'm with you. Like when I had all that stuff, I just didn't have enough time to sit down. And like put it all one on one on eBay and do it that way. Otherwise, I probably could have made a lot more. Yep. I just didn't have the the wherewithal, the time to Base do it. Is it is a thing too? Like keeping it in storage would take you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Along with the Barbies, 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 Barbies galore. No keeping boxes there. I mean, the collector. So I have. I made the biggest score, and you're going to be so pissed off for saying this, Alyssa. I made the biggest score of my lifetime um, at a thrift store right by my house. It's called Family Thrift. They're a national chain. Uh, So knowing what you're looking at is very important. Now, I I resale. I have a boutique. I have a vintage boutique. And the Beanie Babies with the uh, different um, mistakes on them are worth probably not that much if you buy it at Goodwill because they were so mass-produced. However, there is one which uh, I've actually been in Cosmo magazine for, and it is I. It's right now. It's up on eBay for thirty thousand. Oh um, And what that is, is marked, my that little is way marked down. It is the Valentino bear with eleven errors on it. What and I bear? Bought it for, I bought it in a grab bag at thrift for one dollar and fifty cents with three oh other God. first edition uh, nineteen ninety five. I should be nineteen ninety three. Um, Beanie Babies for so $1. they have flaws in them. Is that what you yeah, said? Yes, this one this one has um, on the tag, on the butt, um, it's got, it's, it's a, okay, here's the quickest, biggest one you should look for. Go to, if you ever see a Beanie Baby that has no writing on it, um, it looks clean, it, there's no creases in the uh, little heart tag, on staple to the ear, you know, with the little point and stuff in it. Right, yeah. Look, look at their butt, okay, and on their butt tag or on the heart, it'll say face instead of surface wash. Mm-hmm. S-U-R-F-A-C-E or S-U-F. There's no R. So look for the one that says Suface, and if you see it, grab it. It's money. There's oh That is God. guaranteed to not be the only mistake on there. Anytime you find any of those, grab it quickly. If, now, if you buy it at Goodwill, they usually write on the tag. They write the, like, uh, Roman numeral price. Yeah. Don't get it from there because now it's worthless. Those are only worth something if they're 
Yeah. So look for them. Go to Goodwill. Look through your boxes in, in your mom's attic or whatever. But go look through them because the money I made off of my yeah, I made I made a twenty dollar. I didn't I didn't have Beanie Babies. I made a twenty dollar investment and I got a hundred fifty two dollar return on it. So worth nice. it. Nice. Wow. Yeah, the toy aspects, the stuff that I never. Well, yeah. well, Mike, Mike, Mike has Mike's big on that, but it's more Transformers related. So, right. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I mean, like, but the, going back to our our conversation about comics, yeah, that's another aspect of the, uh, the 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 pop culture that's happening now is that all the people are are watching the MCU films now are curious about mm-hmm. the adventures of Captain America in the sixties and seventies and. Uh, gold and silver age stuff yeah. that's uh that's going up in value because people are now that the especially like falcon winter soldier had just uh uh referenced isaiah yeah who was uh uh a character from you know an earlier captain america comics right no i think that was a specific graphic novel okay. but i can't remember when we have when we're getting these deep cuts in the mcu now yeah. If you want to find out the origins of these stories and these characters. Yeah, there's stuff where it's funny. I John was telling me, John Suntress, who does the Word Balloon podcast, was telling me about where, like, if so, there's certain things where sometimes something happens and suddenly, like, it could be something small and then, like, suddenly one of these comics, like, goes for, like, a small fortune as a result. Or there's a change in the cost of, of, of some of these collectibles, which is nuts. How? So. That's weird. How can they like, like? I, I, I don't know. Because people are fickle, especially when it comes to our money and our interests. We are so ADD as a culture, as a as yeah. as a generation. We are the most ADD people as far as our interests go. We love something today, but tomorrow we never want to see it again or hear from it again. We're sick of it, especially if we oversaturate ourselves with it. There is a little gem store I know where you could find lots of these treasures you're talking about comic book things i'm talking not barbies or yeah uh, uh, the things we're talking there's one in every city girl that's that's the thing it's uh it's been a buyer's market the last couple years it really has you know if you could scoop things up as cheap as like i did as i'm sure mike did there's a it was a buyer's market and hopefully uh that will change and i'm glad you guys said it's starting to go up maybe it'll be a seller's market soon enough and uh we can all be rich and i will invite you all to come live in my pool house (laughs) (laughs) sounds sounds like a plan yeah man but i I have a quick question so do you guys think that um that it is are wanting to go back to the origins and whatnot is this a generational thing that is us uh having seen the limits of what we feel our superheroes can do and therefore we're kind of lost interest we've become very uh almost like we don't care like i mean there's only so much that uh you can do in smallville there's only so much that you can do in metropolis you know we've reached the peaks of what we think our superiors can do and the next level is we kill them all off so instead of doing that do you think that it is our need to still be involved in their lives that we're going back to these origin stories or do you think this is a newer generational thing where they like to go in order they want to know the beginning then uh in just the, the development of the character uh, through through the years what are, what are your opinions on that? And Jeff, mm. you want to go first? Sure. Um, it's kind of interesting you were talking about that. I the, the the most interesting thing to me is when when Disney and Sony got together and started the Tom Holland Spider Man's. It's the first time where we didn't go all the way back to an origin story, and to me, I think that that was a good thing and. 
because look, let, let's be honest. There have been enough Spider-Man movies in the last in the last twenty years where we don't need it. Yeah. And and I think there's certain characters where I'm not sure you need to do the origin story anymore. Like your Supermans, your Batmans, uh, your Spider-Mans. They they've had their origin story done a few times now. So to me, I think that there's a place to start telling some of these other stories. Now, on the other hand, somebody like Wonder Woman, where okay, we finally have we finally have a Wonder Woman movie, and we finally have a Wonder Woman franchise. Then it then it makes sense, you know, with some of these new these characters that haven't had those opportunities. Yeah, then then we need some of those pieces because there are people who are not not as versed in that. You know, it's going to be interesting, Hillary, because you know, and Mike and I have talked about this on the show, where you know. Some of the MCU stuff that's coming up are characters that are really not well-known or popular MCU characters. Like Shang-Chi's coming out in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm curious to see how it does. Now, granted, with COVID and the pandemic and that they're not going to do streaming on it, I'm curious to see how that affects things or what that does. But Shang-Chi isn't exactly a major Marvel character. And I'm curious to see how that works. I'm curious to see how the Eternals works because the Eternals aren't exactly as mainstream of a Marvel of Marvel characters as some of the other options that they could have done for movies. So, so to me, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, I think that, I think there's opportunities to tell stories with those characters beyond what you're talking about. And I think that there are possibilities to that. I think my big, the biggest question at this point is, is what are fans willing to accept? What are fans willing to accept? Like, for example, I don't know if in today's world, fans are willing to accept Batman in space. I don't, I don't know that that's, that's, that's something that in today's world that that would be acceptable. Um, you know, I, to give an example, I, I'm not sure. Do and, you think that origin stories like that, or was it go back to just crazy origins like Joker, uh, like literally the Joker? Does that become canon? I mean, because it's not Joker's origin story; it's just no, the envisioning of what is, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, honestly, it didn't have shit to do with Joker. I, I kind of still right. don't even understand how they signed off on it. But uh, do you think stories like that should become canon, even though they have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the actual? When does the origin story become so far off from the original uh, idea of the character or development of the character that you're just like, no, I'm sorry, you you go sit over there and don't get up again? Um, I have a same. That's my feeling that I had on that particular movie, and Mike and I have a difference of opinion. I couldn't stand it, and it frustrated me to no end. It's probably the only super superhero related movie that I've sat through where literally I was just like. I don't know why I'm watching this movie. And and seriously, I was just like, no. No, no, and no. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that Joaquin Phoenix doesn't want to do another movie. Because if he did, they'd be doing it. And that's unfortunate. Because there was enough people who were willing to go along with it just because of what it is. And how much and, money it made. And how much money it made. Yeah. But Joaquin yeah, Bates can do no wrong in my eyes as far as acting goes. The guy is one of the most brilliant actors of our time. 
He is yeah, a character you through and that. through. But like, the story, even even if you are a Joaquin Phoenix, even if you're one of the most brilliant actors ever, you can't carry a storyline when there's no story. I mean, the story yeah. was great. It didn't have to be Joker. You could have made it about anyone else. Yes. It just didn't. Could have just been called Psychopathic Killer. But yeah. it would be over, like, exposing and, like, advertising mm-hmm. something that isn't a, you know, a medical issue. More so line. than the actual, mm-hmm. you know, the, the movie. And it would be a drama. It couldn't be an action movie. And I just think that wouldn't be right, you know. Yeah. So, Mike, I didn't. I obviously I was talking. So, Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, it, not every origin film has to become canon. In that, I mean, we've seen now. Of course, both DC and Marvel said, "Okay, there's a multiverse now." So now we can have we can pick and choose, and they can pick and choose. And if we like the Andrew Garfield version of, of the origin story, or if you like the Tom Holland version, or the Tobey Maguire version, you can like any of those. So mm-hmm. the origin still the origin film doesn't have to be canon. Uh, the you can like what you like. There's plenty on the plate for everybody. Did you see that they had, Sony had a trailer leak? Yes, that they have, tried to close yeah, down. Yeah, that's that was a thing yesterday when I was like, you mean you mean yesterday how I went on YouTube and I'm squinting watching somebody watch it on a screen and I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Oh, you watched that one uh, too? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So what, for I what did. movie? A leak for what movie? The leak trailer for Spider-Man Spider- No Way Home. For the new Spider-Man Awesome. Movie. So how did it look? I mean, besides small, obviously. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that so you're watching a person watching it on a screen. So now it's like you're squinting the it whole time. edited up 10-second clips. Right. Well, no, the one I watched was a full one. But okay. I could barely see what was on the screen because it's so, you're watching somebody else watching a TV screen. And so he is holding the phone like, vertically, not horizontally, so it's right. not in the widescreen fashion. Right, so it's so hard to see. You're kind of like squinting, and you're like, what is that? What was that? I don't know what that was. I mean, I caught a couple things, like, um, what's his name? Alfred Molina, it's Doc Ock. Is yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, I, I saw that. Hmm. I saw that, and then I saw the part where... Where, Tom, uh, where uh, Peter's talking to MJ about you know why you didn't tell me or why you know his explanation yeah. why is because uh, you were sleeping right. with my best friend you bitch <laughs> well and and then i saw the part where he's talking to dr strange about about making it so nobody knows his identity which is interesting because there was there in the last 20 when the last 20 years there was a story when the Michael J. when the Michael J. Straczynski Spider-Man stuff was ending, there was um, there was a storyline called One More Day, where basically after Peter had basically had a went out after Civil War and had his ident- and went out and told his identity, he made a deal with Mysticio Mysticio or Mysticio, um, to basically where essentially nobody knew he was Spider-Man anymore. And that included Mary Jane and all of that. So it's very interesting that it seems like they're going down a, they're going to try to go down a similar road, except this time with Dr. Strange, but it seemed like something went wrong as a result of that. So he's playing Mary Jane. I'm sorry. You able to see who's going to be playing Mary Jane this time. 
It'll be Zendaya, yeah, who was in well, the first they, two. But here's, the rumors, too, are that Kristen Dunst is is going to be in this thing, too. Mary I mean, Jane Watson. Oh, okay. Right. So there's rumors that she's that she makes an appearance, too. I mean, there's rumors that, like, all three of them are in it. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Sony's supposedly locking, locking this thing down, because it's like, they don't want to give anything away. But there's supposedly... I guess there's CinemaCon coming up in the next couple of days, so there's rumors that this trailer is. Isn't come this out trailer going to be in theaters with Shang Chi? I don't. I don't think so. Next week. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know because again, keep in mind, Sony's in charge of this. The trailer drops and all the oh, marketing. That's right. So, yeah. So. So it's not them. Um, by the way, Hillary. Uh, actually, it was funny. You were talking about Iron Man, and um, so I guess Riri Williams is going to be in the new the Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie. They're going to introduce her there. Mike, I, that's what I saw the, the other day. Cool. So. Yeah, Ironheart, yes. Yeah, so that's going to get introduced earlier. Mm. But it, it'll be interesting to see. And then, um, I'm trying to think of other things. So, by the way, you'll get a kick out of this. So, apparently when I... When I had, you know, when I had to get my my phone replaced first from 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 my iPhone replaced, Apple decided that hey, we're gonna gift you a um, a one year a one year free free year membership for Apple TV. So I got a chance to check out um, Ted Lasso. And okay, what uh, what's that about? I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, so Ted Lasso. The best way to put Ted Lasso is is that. So basically, it's a a guy who is a uh, like a Division two football coach who comes over to England, and basically is coaching a soccer team because the woman wanted the soccer team to fail initially. Um, it kind of the best way to put it is it's kind of like a major league kind of thing except with soccer, and it's Jason. What's his name? Jason Sudeikis is the lead on this. And it's, it's funny. I mean, the name sounds familiar. What else was he in? I, Oh God, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's been nominated for an Emmy this year. He's in Saturday night live for a while. Right. I think so. That too. Okay. I know exactly what you mean. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. So familiar. So it's half hours and it's funny. I mean, the only thing I can say is, it's funny, I but you and I have talked to before. I I thought I think Hank Azaria would, would did a better job. Brockmire, it was a little bit more raunchy, whereas this is not nearly as raunchy. But it is funny and it's worthwhile. And then I also caught I've been catching episodes of the morning show with um, with Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell and um, Jennifer Aniston, and that's been solid too. So. Like I said, I figured I'd mention that. And then I saw the strangest movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Net. Have you guys heard of this thing at all? Like the one with Bullock back in the day? Yeah. No, no. This is like a new thing. So it's a new movie. And it, the lead on it is Adam Driver. Okay. And, uh, right there. That's all you had to say because I fucking love him. I hated him as Kylo Ren. Love him in literally everything else he's done. The he, guy he's kind of naked a good amount of the time, too. Um, I believe better. And he's low-key funny as fuck. His subtlety, the way he drops lines, are so funny. And they go over the heads of so much. So this movie is really strange. And when I say it's strange, the reason it's strange 
is the best way I can describe it. It's kind of like, first of all, it's a musical. It's like a, it's like a rock opera. Oh no, no, no! I did see this. I didn't know it was an interview. I did see this last night. I saw the preview for that. Yes, and it was okay. It was written originally um, to not to. It was not supposed to be on stage. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a movie at all originally. It was written for the uh, the background singer. Those guys. Um, shit, what are their names? Ah, uh, to look it back up. The guys that uh, wrote and directed it. It was just supposed to be one of their little bits. Um, it was never supposed to be a movie. And the soundtrack to it is amazing. I was watching most of it last night. It's the, uh, the creepiest. Up. It's the strangest, creepiest movie I've ever seen. As I'm sitting there watching it the whole time, I'm like, why am I watching this? And yet I can't stop watching it. And I'm like, what is this? And and by the time I, it was done, I by the end, I'm literally sitting there going, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, and, and the funny part is, is Driver is spectacular in it. If he doesn't get an Oscar nomination for that, it's a mistake because he's great in it. But it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain it. I well, the cool know. thing is, if you look at his... Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa. I'm sorry, baby. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Like, was it dark, psychological? Like, yes. Not knowing because there's something wrong with the people? Like, I don't know. Just... Well, there's that too, but I mean, it's just... And so everything, it's very... It's kind of got a little bit of a Phantom of the Opera feel to it, but it's not Phantom of the Opera. I love it's figuring not... people out. <laughs> it's not I... Phantom of the Opera, and then... It's 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 kind of got that feel to it, but it's a little more rock. It's a little bit more rock opera to it, and it's just I don't know. It's just really strange, and it it just continues to get weirder and weirder as time goes on throughout the entire movie. And then, so the main char- the character that the movie is based on is the is the little girl, and for most of the movie the little girl who's the daughter is actually a like a Mary, like a puppet, but she's supposed to be like a real girl. And it's just, I swear to God, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen hmm. in terms of a movie. I don't, I want to seriously, find out what, about this. <laughs> when I got done, I literally was like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. And Oh, oh I'm sorry. And here's the best part. Mike, you'll get a kick out of this. One of the main characters in this movie is is fucking Wallowitz from uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh yeah, the which one of those? It's one of the, the four. The the yeah, yeah, the one who hired the yeah. I don't know. No, I know which the one you're talking guy. about? Yeah, yeah, okay. the one who's the one who's got the Jewish mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's in this, and okay. it's funny because he's he's got a, his hair changed and everything. And he, like, plays this conductor guy. And I guess I read something where he had to, like, learn how to become a conductor and everything. But he's in this thing, too. And Amazing. The movie's called and it, uh, Annette. Yeah. And it's on Amazon right now. It is just... Oh, oh it's on Amazon Prime? So, oh yeah. So, he's... He, sir, What's uh, the name of it again? From the making of it, a comedian yeah. that um, kind of had a college moment. Uh, he's a comedian that I don't know. They didn't show the whole story. Obviously, it was just the making of. But uh, he falls in love with this girl who's this dancer and singer and, and absolutely yep. wonderful and perfect. However, he gets accused of violence. He's a very he's like a like a Lewis Black type comedian. He's very very dark, very cynical. 
and he falls for this girl and they're all happy and in love but then he gets accused of uh several counts of violence against women and uh, oh no he he literally well anyway i don't, I don't okay, want to don't give too much away this i'm sorry to say this like i said i don't know the whole premise of it but and what all I saw that it showed was he uh, was accused of these acts of violence. And you're, I'm assuming what we just said probably are true. It uh, makes it a little even darker than that. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's, like I said, it, it gets, I don't want to give too much away for the plot. But once certain things happen, then it gets even stranger. And literally, I mean... I don't know. And, and and everything is everything is sung. I mean pretty much everything is sung. There is no actual dialogue. It's all in song. Huh. So like I said, it it it's in if song. you ask Yeah, everything mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of like a kind of like how everything in like Les Mis is in song or everything oh, in well that, I like Les Mis, but that's like the my favorite musical. I mean Yeah, except it's not it's it's a lot creepy. Not lame is. <laughs> it's not lame is. It's it's really creepy. Uh, is Moulin Rouge all? I guess the Moulin no, Rouge. No, that has some like, acting in it. Okay. That has some actual yeah. scripting. This didn't I have. Hmm. I don't. Uh, there might have been some actual words. The long and the short of it, it was, yeah. So I, I like I said this and that thing. I don't even know how to. You know, I know we usually talk about what what it would be rated. I don't know how to rate it. I mean, I just don't. Would you watch know. it again? I don't know. Really I don't not. think so. I don't think so. Did it make, here's what I, when I talk about art and you want to know if it was art, did it make you think? Did it pull you out of your world and engross you into another? Did it make you feel some way that you would not have felt had you just continued on your daily activities for that day? Did it change something in you? And if yes to any of those questions, then it is art and it deserves a high rating. Even if you're angry and you hated it, if it changed something in you, that you were feeling, if it moves it's, you in any way, it's art. It's it's art. I just don't know exactly. It, it, it's definitely art. It's just a matter of... Was it good art? <laughs> I, I don't... And that's the problem, is literally I'm like... Well, you don't have to that, like it to, in order for it to be good. It's like... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's is well... Like be someone standing there and be, like, admired by millions of people now. <laughs> The best way to explain it is it's well done, it's well crafted, it's well made, it's well done, it's it's all those things, it's well executed. I'm just not sure. I think that's all that matters, and it's just a matter of opinion, personal opinion, you know, if if you draw that way, you know. Would you, I just, you, but you, you wouldn't recommend it to everybody. I think it's one of those things where it's like depends on what you like. Yeah, I think there's it's one of those movies where it's like the best way I can put it is you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. There there ain't no in between on this. Um you're well I shouldn't say that. There is the I don't know what the fuck it is I just watched. <laughs> and it's funny cuz there was Did somebody it pull else pull you into the world though. Did it encompass you in its world for even those 2 it was hours? It's going to confuse me really bad um no it's not that confusing Alyssa. that's the amazing would you part. have answered a phone call during the movie that's my big yes answer. if you would have answered a phone call during the movie it wasn't that good if i put if i can, can i tell you well answer- first of all first of all my problem was is that i was watching it with someone else who fell asleep second of all if it was up to if it was up to me 
I would have instead been watching the fact that CM Punk just fucking joined AEW and and watching pro wrestling for the moment, which is what I really wanted to be watching at the moment. Instead, I was watching this movie. But at the same time, it was certainly interesting. And I don't like I said, I was watching it late at night. And it's it. By the way, this movie's over two hours. This movie's like two twenty. Okay, you lost me because then I, I see I have short attention span and um, yeah, I can't do that with long movies. I'd have to like take an, an you know intermission, you know, and that sure. would be okay because it's it's a musical. It sounds like to me. Yeah, so. it's definitely a musical. Like I said, I I the weird part is is yeah, because like drivers playing a comedian, and the weird part is is like. I don't know the humor that they're claiming that he's doing. I just don't even, there's a part of me where I'm like, this is supposed to be funny. I don't think it was, and maybe that was the point. I'm not sure. Yeah, but like point. I said, Someone like I said, it was funny. I, I just thought I'd bring this up tonight. Cause literally I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever watched. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen something and been like, I don't know what I just saw. And I'm not sure what to think about it. But I, I don't know that I I don't know that I'd watch it again. Cause, have like, you seen I, Knives Out? I have not. Oh, of course. I think I think Mike has, but I have not. Oh. I'm a fashion person. That's like my world. So yeah, my the second it came out, loved it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Nines yet? Or Nine Lives or Nine Stories, whatever it is. No. No. What is that? I'm not sure yet. The exact same thing you just said. You felt at the end of. And that is how I feel right now. It's got um, huge, huge stars in it. It's, you know, and it's just, it's one of those things that you're watching it and you're like, I know it's going to get to a point, but everyone's an asshole and I kind of hope they die. But in a good way. Like, I've I don't had shows like that. Or something, but if this was a slasher flick, I would, I would be, uh, I would be putting bets on who would go first and I would probably lose because I want you all to at the same time. I mean, they're just bad people. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Okay. So there's these nine people who go to this, uh, they all get this message or whatever, it's this very, very expensive resort to get away to learn about themselves. So they go. And we're only, we only got three episodes thus far. Uh, and when they What get network there, is this? Huh? What is this on? Hulu. Um, okay. It's a Hulu original. And when they get there, um, it's just... It's just they do the normal things you would do in a rehab. They take away your phone. They take away your contacts. Everything. They tell you, you know, relax. Here's some juices. You know, we're gonna do some blood work and everything. Make sure everybody's, you know, not nobody's, uh, you know, it's how we we set up your uh, your wellness uh, profile and blah blah blah. And so everyone doesn't want to get their phones. They're like, no, I don't want to do that. I've got you know YouTubing to do and I've got my life and blah blah blah. So everybody puts up a fight. And that's like episode one. Like all the reasons they don't want to be it. Well, but you're you're the one spending the money. Okay, why would you spend that much money to go to a resort that you don't want to be at? You know, and everyone's got these kind of dark secrets that we're slowly learning about in episode one. I'm like, okay, it's going to be one of those. And uh, then episode two, and it shows um, the main character, which I can't think of her freaking name. She was married to Tom Cruise first. She's Australian. Oh, um, Nicole she's Kidman. married to, Sorry. yeah, married to yeah. Keith Urban, yeah. I think I think it's Nicole Kidman. I want to say yeah, it is. Nicole Kidman, you're right. Okay, so, uh, you know, they go in and they're, she's just weirdly weird she's hanging on her employees she's telling it's almost like she's got she's a dominatrix that has them in some kind of a um very uh stockholm syndrome like r- hook 
I'm thinking like two of them are were married or together beforehand, and now she's like gone in and been like, I love you and I love you, and you both need to come and worship me, but you can't be together anymore because you love me now. It's really weird. I don't understand. And then I've got halfway, and it's got uh, the chick, um, McCartney, McCarthy, uh, I can't remember. No, big girl. She's uh, my size. Melissa uh, McCarthy. Oh, oh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. We're only allowed, like, two fat actresses, which is why I'm waiting for one of them to, like, kick off so I can get back in. <laughs> because, like, seriously, like, we've got we've got Rebel, and you need to hurry up and start, you know, finish losing that weight, girl. Uh, we're almost there. We're almost there, and then I got my chance. <laughs> because Hollywood only allows two fat actresses at a time. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, well, we can, we can not allow Rebel Wilson. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, she uh, she's in it. She's great. Um. The guy, the reason I started watching in the first place, did anyone watch The Good Place? I've watched I've been meeting here to... and there, but no, I'm not really. The I've guy that plays that the, one. One, the guy that plays the character that is dating uh, Kristen Bell and or is her soulmate or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I cannot remember his name either because I'm so good today about this. But he's in it, okay? And I loved him. I loved him so much in that. And uh, the, the, he's the guy that's always like super, super nervous about everything and overthinks every possible situation and whatnot uh, in the good place. Um, so, yeah, so he's in it. I started watching it for him, but I don't know if we're going to watch episode four. I just don't know. It's too like um, Black Mirror without Black Mirror at least wraps everything up each episode, you know, like you get your conclusion. And this is just too much like pulling teeth or pulling your own teeth, I guess you could say. It's just mm-hmm. too much. I, I don't know. If I'm waiting for you. That's why I was curious uh... to know what Nine Perfect Strangers is uh, it's on you. Thank you, Dean. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you can stay. I love you, Mike. Here, let me scoot over a little bit. Have a seat. You're good. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot it was your, your thing. My bad. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Right. I probably won't get to it because I don't have Hulu yet, but one of these days I'll get around to Hulu. I have Hulu like... waiting for season three of The Orville. So. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's one of the... There's an example of the... It's like, how many more streaming services do I need to have? Well, I'm going to need this in six months. I'm going to need this next year. Yeah, I'm seriously. I held on this. to Netflix for years just yeah. because of Orange is the New Black. And the day I watched the last episode, I canceled it. And it was stupid. I could have canceled it for those like nine months of nothingness. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Because <laughs> I'm so freaking lazy and I hate to. I don't like to quit things. How have you seen Cobra Kai or no? What is it? Have you seen Cobra Kai or no? Oh God, yes! Uh, but I rented that on on when it first came out on YouTube. I thank you, thank you, me too. Is yeah, it, I don't know. I know somebody bought it. Was it Netflix that bought it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Now. Netflix just got a season three, and there's a season four coming. Yeah. I love Johnny's backstory. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it. He's such I've a clown. I always Claude. thought that it was. I always felt bad for him. I was always like, damn, dude, like. This kid who doesn't even know him just comes in here. He's having a fight with his girlfriend. His kid just like kicks it, like starts to play with him. Like what the hell, man? Yeah. I was just hanging out with my girlfriend. You asshole. Yeah. Turns out Larusso was like, the oh, villain. Yeah, well, I'm going to yeah. play. Karate. I'm going to do karate too. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I swear. Sometimes I always, I've always thought that Daniel was just needed an ass kicking. I did not, I did not find him to be the good guy in that movie at all, even a little bit. Not that Johnny was a good guy. I'm just saying. I just want to have sex with Elizabeth Shue. Who doesn't? I don't know. That's a really good question. That's half the reason you watch Living for Las Vegas, because that movie is really, really... And she aged beautifully. I mean, she just uh, still looks like herself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yeah, how how she doesn't get an Oscar nomination in Leaving Las Vegas, but he does and wins an Oscar is beyond me. But 
I don't know. Um, so yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else we do we, well, so we can kind of get to some, it's kind of funny. We'll get to some fun stuff. So I don't know. So we actually do have a Facebook page where we do, we have crazy stuff on there sometimes and we have stories and whatnot. I got this one off of Mila Kunis's, uh, Instagram. Um, and I thought, I think the girl, I think, uh, Hillary and Melissa will enjoy this. A uh, woman wrote a vibrary review with this photo, and now even I'm sold. And by the way, the thick, the picture is basically it looks like uh, sheets that are totally soaked. Um, here is the review. So after impatiently waiting for what I thought was yet another over-exaggerated vibrator, it finally arrived. I gently cleaned it and put it to charge while I was getting ready to go out. But I was curious and decided to give it a short test until I got until I get back home later. I dimmed the lights, locked the door, inserted it, and shifted a little. Then started testing the different vibrations and suctions and happened upon the tap-tap rhythm. I swear my soul rose up out of my body and I watched myself from above. Eyes rolled back in my head, hips lift off the bed, grabbing the sheets, my mouth wide open, but no sound came out. And then whammo KO. It was like I was in Mortal Kombat and I heard finish her. Immediately FaceTime, I immediately FaceTimed my sister because I couldn't believe it. My legs trembled and I felt weak and was ready to curl up in bed and suck my thumb. So I, pro- so I promptly ordered the soul sucker because of the central vibrator did this to me. What the fuck is the soul sucker going to do? I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Well, that's a passionate review for Sir Fritton. I am so disturbed by the fact that she called her sister right after this. Yeah, a little bit. I'm having a hard time getting past that part. Mm. Also, she only she only hit the like second setting, sweetheart. There's probably like ten of them. You get, keep going. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're just uh, this, you're like this. this, this to me, this it's is like the machine in uh, the Princess Bride. You're only at number two. What? Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh God. Uh, no. Um. This to me, uh, okay, so I used to work at a shop called Zone Erotica uh, in Houston, and um, I actually have done national talks on uh, sexual, uh, sexual alignment, sexual, uh, and positivity and whatnot. And one of the things that I, I tell people, you know, when I first started working there, I was shocked at the amount of women who would never have an orgasm. Women who would come in, I would get flowers the next day, I got cookie baskets, I got people that would come in uh, almost in tears, you know, thank you, saved our marriage. And I'm just like, what? You guys didn't know masturbation was a thing? How'd you get through your teen years? Didn't you have a shower well, head? Some people and, that don't have instructions, some people don't know that the the journey has an end. Didn't you know that you were supposed to go to the Playboy channel and wait to see a boob? I know, man. <laughs> These are basic fucking tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, so it is surprising the, the amount of people out there, to me, it's always shocking, that are just like, they are shocked that this side of them exists and they're like i'm just it it confuses me because it's such a beautiful wonderful freeing thing that i don't know i think that we don't need to learn about all the crap they teach you in sex ed when you learn this shit like this needs to be on the syllabus yeah only fans needs to well not for much longer but only fans needs to be like tax deductible for learning sex ed or something like that or although i guess there is a lot of lines to be crossed there that you how would you uh teach that without you know yeah there's that 
but no, I've, I have a couple of um, videos on uh, on my YouTube, and I've taken them down and put them back up because I, I put them back up because okay, um, I feel that the content of it is very, very, very <sighs> relevant to women of my age, women um, who've gone through menopause and whatnot, and uh, this is something that I think is relevant. However, I take it down because every once in a while I'll get like just some freaky pervert comment, and I'm like, you know what? Screw you guys. And uh, yeah, so well, yeah, that's what they want. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. But but uh, but yeah. Um, as far as as far as that goes, uh, congratulations to her. Congratulations to her. And I think that every guy, every okay, not only does every guy need to learn these things, but I think women need to take five seconds to remember it ain't all about you, baby. Okay, just because he's plugging away there, me have to lay there and like look around and watch on order over her shoulder. All right, if you're not working it as well, then you're, you're kind of cheating yourself out of it. But also, there's so much more that can be done to him other than just letting him do you. And uh, I think it is. I think it's really important that women learn things like the male G spot and learn where the prostate gland is and learn these things. You know, if you want him to do it right, you need to do it right. Show some initiative. Don't be just a penis pocket. Hmm. Is that kind of like a pizza pocket? But it, well, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, the burns are similar, but the taste is so much better. Yeah. Well, that's a different pepperoni, I think. But, I'm more um, ham and cheddar. Uh, yeah, or something like that. As long really, as it's not the broccoli and cheddar. I'm disappointed, Mike. I am disappointed. Uh, <laughs> cocktail weenies from, yeah, no. Um, but uh, so, as yeah, long those, as that was another big uh, news story about OnlyFans is yeah. banning porn starting in October. Yeah, well, or they're claiming... It's weird the way they worded it because it's like, what does that mean? And nobody knows the answer. But no it more sounds... sexual content, but the sexual content is uh, no, no more driven. Like, uh, if you come here, you can see my boots. If you come here, I will do this or the sex act. Blah blah blah. That's kind of what they're driving at. Um, it, they want it to be more actual, real content and not have a. They don't really care what you do. They just want more real. Because I was actually contacted to be on. I'm not on OnlyFans, and I was actually. Uh, through uh, influencer.co, which is one of um, is I think it's either them or um, Activate, which are two uh, influencer um, uh, programs that I belong to. And I was actually sent on one of them, I think, saying, We're begging you, you know, we need people to come and create real content and we'll pay you. Uh, because they want people that are not going to do just straight up come here and watch me do something gross or sexy or dangerous. They want, they want real content on there so that they can get that kind of backing. What they don't realize is, y'all. They already have that. So much of that, we are so oversaturated with it, we are drowning in it. We don't need that, okay? What the world needs now is a free porn hub. No, I'm kidding. One without uh, the chance. <laughs> yeah, One no, hey, man. That's actually what they need. They People want this. You have a service that sells. You have a service people need, want, and desire. If you try to go this route, you're going to crash and burn. But so my understanding is, is that part of the problem with this is because I, I did catch an article on it, and one of the most interesting things is part of the problem is apparently some of the institutions that are the, – the, the banking institutions that they're working with apparently are pressuring them to get out of those aspects or they won't fund them. And so that's what's making this interesting to me is is that – we continue to have a problem where some of, you know, it, it becomes a question of 
if you can't get funding, then I guess you have to do what you need to do. Although I kind of wonder how much funding do you need? I mean, I can't imagine you couldn't crowdfund enough funding just on on who you have, what you're doing now. So charge your content creators. Normally, as a content creator, I wouldn't normally say that. But if you go to a strip club, all right, any strip club in the world, ask the dancer how much their uh, dancer fee is for the day or how much their tip out is. They're yep. going to tell you they usually have to give anywhere from 20 to 30 percent, um, usually depending on what time you get there. If you get there early, it's much less. But the way that those clubs work, the way that uh, adult industry clubs work is that they get paid by the customer. They get paid by the yes, they do. They get paid by everyone that's there. So they're literally just generating cash flow constantly. Now, they're not paying anyone, not a single person, not one employee, not the bouncer, not the bartender. No one is getting paid by the club. No one. They are paying for the privilege to work there. The, the big ones, the big strip clubs, not the whole yeah. of the airport. But uh, so if OnlyFans took that kind of a um, business uh, motto and, and turned it in our business business plan, I guess you'd say, and made it about that. Okay, you want to create content? You pay. You want to watch content? You pay. You want, you know, so whatever you whatever you want to do it that way, you don't need funding. You're not running. If you need funding, you are running your business wrong. If you need to borrow money, you are doing it wrong. Yeah. No, I I kind of laugh about that, and we do have somebody raising a hand. I think it's so. This, this there's David. I guess we'll ask David to come on up. Sure, why not? Yeah. Hey, uh, hey David, David is welcome. my favorite pet psychic. Just to give him a little uh, intro to the room, David is, pet, is a pet psychic, and he is phenomenal and wonderful and real, and I love him. Oh, and David, just so you know, you're on the you're on the squares of you're on the squares of the roundtable podcast. We are recording, and this goes to. This will go on our podcast later on. So welcome to the show. Is there something you wanted to add? Uh, yeah. Okay. So what you guys are saying has nothing to do with the credit card handling of the situation. It has nothing to do with it. The thing is, Facebook bought OnlyFans, which technically Twitter owned uh, OnlyFans. So in other words, uh, basically one big company bought it from the other. Twitter allows nudity on their site. Facebook does not. Mm. Bottom line. Well, that's just stupid. Why would Facebook buy? Why would Facebook buy OnlyFans if they knew exactly what it is? That doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. You're very. You're correct. It makes that does sense. Whatever. It's 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 called power control. Mm. Yeah, but well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. So, I, I, every, so all the sex workers are basically, there's hundreds of other, not hundreds, I'm, I'm exaggerating. There's quite a number of few other sites are basically. Yes, there are. Copied of OnlyFans. The problem here is that those other sites don't have the capacity or bandwidth to support this high influx of people coming in to the new, to their sites. They yeah. could Does anyone do know it what the original game plan was? Does anyone know what they original? Okay, I I don't know, which is why I'm asking. Does anyone know when they first came out? What was their log line? What was their uh? What was their? This is who we are. This is what we're about. And did it become what it is now through the content providers? Did it kind of morph from their original idea, or what was their original platform? Does I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. No, I the original it. the original concept was actually what they're trying to make it now. It was for creators to, you know, sell their, you know, like if you're a cook to do your recipes and your shows and your so on and so forth videos off of it. 
and you know post them there and charge for it that was the initial thing if you're a songwriter things like that music it was done for those people of course it's a tool like every other social media tool out there the only biggest difference is that OnlyFans was open because it was owned by Twitter Twitter allows you to put nudity on it so they have no problem and since the cash flow was coming in hey more power to you <laughs> go for it so it got known as a you know homemade slash porn site but it was not intended to be that from the get-go mm. thank now, you for clearing only... that up i'm wondering that for a while now yeah only fans started in 2016 so it's relatively new right well and and you know i mean like i said i i, I just think it's interesting because again this goes back to the other the other the other thing that Hillary's talking about, which is, look, one of these days, we're going to have to admit that sex work is a real thing in America, and and that it, there's nothing wrong with it. And unfortunately, that's just not that's not that's that's going to be an uphill battle because there's just a lot of people that are going to want to fight it and. And, 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 and it's funny because one of the ways that it gets fought is on the trafficking side. And I think that it's kind of an interesting way that, yeah, nobody wants to, wants to see anything that's trafficked or, or we want to see anything along those lines about underage girls or guy or boys or, or people who were brought in from, for purposes of being slaves. Nobody, nobody wants that. But at the same time, it's they're, I think they're kind of using it as a way to go after some of these companies because, you know, they, they have to watch their content a little bit more and they have to be careful. But, you know, part of it being is, is that they're using it as just a means to get rid of more sex workers in, in those industries. And I don't know. I, again, it, it, it's frustrating. That's not going to work. Here's the reason why. Because... Only fans, like somebody said, Mike said it right now, it, they've only been around for five or six years. Do you know how many live streaming services are out there that you could actually do it from the privacy of your own home? And actually, thanks to COVID, all those services actually went up, skyrocketed because nobody yep. could go out. They went on their cams, on their computer, and did their thing. And it was a lot safer, and yep. they made five times the money. You go yep. to Shatterbait, Cam 4. There's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even have to leave their house. <laughs> yeah. No, well, like I said, it, it, that's the part I always laugh about with some of this stuff. But So, yeah, so OnlyFans is going to be changing. We'll see how, they, how their model changes over the months. And like when uh, Tumblr took all their explicit content off and yeah. there was Tumblr, a mass exodus that? from Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr took a tumble, that's mm, for sure. Indeed. So, uh, the only other thing I could think of that we probably should get to is so nine, Mike Richards lasted nine days as the guy, as the host of Jeopardy. Well, fine. We're not going to do my idea of the dance off. I see. Whatever. Okay. We'll talk about <laughs> Jeopardy, I guess. Yeah. But after this in the parking lot, it's gladiatorial not. combat. That's how the new host of Jeopardy is made. That's so how I guess Alex would have wanted it that way. Yeah, but they got to fight like yeah. lightning and uh, what was that other dude <laughs> from uh, the 1990s gladiators? That's that's yeah, the, with giant Q-tips. Gladiators. Oh yeah, 
With the jousting things, yeah. Yeah. With the boppers. Those things are and nasty giant, if you've ever like, done those. Nerf weapons. Giant nerf weapons. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Did you see that other thing, Mike? The 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 nerf gun that yes. they modeled. Yeah. They cause... modeled off of uh the Ripley gun from Aliens. Yes, because I, I get emails from Hasbro Pulse. So I'm not a Pulse member, but I get ha- emails from them. They're making a, is... they're making a nerf gun based on the M40 Pulse rifle from Aliens. And of course, it still has the you know the the bright colors and the safety tip because of yeah, safety but that loss. Thing... But it yeah, it looks. I think it has the digital. Great. Now, how it. are we going to fight ourselves against the aliens? We can't buy the real gun, so fine. You're just going to do this, and we're not going to be able to fight them. If we didn't have that, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. The orange. <laughs> the point being is, is the, the point being is is that this Nerf gun will absolutely destroy destroy anybody in sight. I mean, they had like video of this thing and it's just wrong. I mean, like the, like the dad was just like pummeling the child. Nice. And, and and it's like, was he he shouting like like, uh, Bill Paxson? You want some too? Uh, Fuck you. Uh." I don't know about that. So basically it's this blaster (laughs) comes with 10 darts, three mega darts and instructions. It says ages eight and up. Um, there's but, a whole um, there's a whole subculture of Nerf fans who yeah. like take the things apart and put in stronger springs and modify yeah. them so they can shoot like much further. Yeah, yeah there's a whole no, subculture I, of that in, in the toy. It's fandom. about a this, so this thing's a hundred bucks. Yeesh. Nope, a little too. Smooth. That's not that expensive for a Nerf gun. No. I, I'm, look, I got three boys, all right, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're all very sweet kids. Okay, I lied. Two of them are assholes, but my youngest is sweet. But no, but they all loved Nerf guns, and I can never find little pieces to them. Little, uh, and my kids have done some very inventive things when they lo- lose all the bullets. Uh, mm. Very inventive things. Very painful things. <laughs> well, I, Mike, I've told you about one of the things when we were bored in college and we had nothing better to do on a Saturday night is we would, because Walmart was yeah, open 24-7. You went to a Walmart in a Nerf war. Yeah, yeah, and we all got drunk before we went into Walmart and basically found the Nerf file and basically turned it into a basically started a war and the, it, and literally it was like almost like the two teams and like I, I in some ways I feel bad for the people who were working those nights but in other ways I didn't because they were just like we have no control what is going on because there's like there had to be like at least 10 or 20 of us and there's only a couple of them because it's like late at night so it's like you know, as soon as we walked in, they should have known better. But yeah, so like basically, we just head on down to the Nerf file, and and just started like basically shooting each other with all the Nerf guns and firing all over the place. <laughs> and and then and then in the end, to make them feel better, like we all like basically bought like five bucks worth of food or some shit like that. Just they'll be like, "We're sorry, sorry, you know? I destroyed your store and I created <laughs> hours and hours of work for your employees." But really, what were you going to be doing anyway? I mean, come on. Yeah, what were you gonna do? You know, you you know. You didn't want to clean the bathroom. You know, you didn't. You're welcome. Well, it was funny because a couple of them sometimes were just like, "Stop!" Some of them were like, "Stop it! You're not supposed to do that." And others were like, "Ah, well, fucking let them do it." It sounds like the perfect game for the Target I live next to. There's about a hundred customers, but maybe ten employees that are just leaning against, you know, a shelf. And if you need to know where something is, because there's no, nothing's labeled aisle-wise, they say, they give you a letter, and then there's no letter on these mm. these shelves. You could go and just, I don't think they give a 
flying rats. Well, Walmart's have all taken away their little check cash. Uh, not check cashing. <laughs> Their little price check thing. Okay, so I love this because I go yeah. to the clearance aisle. The second I walk into Walmart, I'm straight to the clearance aisle because sometimes it'll be marked as like, you know, 20 bucks, but you can get it for a penny. Um, the problem is now they've got this app and they took away all of the price check things. They're like, okay, well, we want you to do our jobs. We want you to go in, find the thing you want. It, we might not have the, Actually, we're not even going to do a clearance aisle anymore. We'll do this little one, little in cap clearance thing. But mixed in with the real things are clearance items, but you're not going to know it unless you use your app and you scan them. It's a treasure hunt. Have fun. We'll see you in a few hours. And then they want you to check yourself out to bag your own groceries. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I want a paycheck for this. I want to go to Walmart and I want to get four ninety five when I leave because that's my cut of my uh, minimum wage. I should have gotten that hour for all the work I just did in your store. Just saying. I could get a lot of stuff done working at Walmart. <laughs> hey, since they're talking about toys, what do you think about the news about Toys R Us opening in sight to all the Macy's? Yeah, I'm all for it. You know, I just no, watched a video too. from Toy Sephora Galaxy's YouTube now. page about the the rise and fall of Child World. Are they turning into them? They're putting a little like a, a Toys R Us kind of like a kiosk inside the of a Macy's. The same way they did with uh, Sephora inside of JCPenney. Right. And it's just now like a hut, like a big, big, big hut, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not I'm like a job of the hut, right? Mm-hmm. No, not I'm like a job of the hut. for the reason that I bought out several. Okay, so I go to this website called Bulk, B-U-L-Q. Dot com and if you haven't been to it and you're a toy collector <laughs> you're welcome baby <laughs> trust me you're welcome i want a christmas present but uh so for a hundred bucks i get a pallet a pallet the shipping on it's like 250 okay 250 for the pallet but when i say pallet we're talking like an actual wooden pallet that is about as high as i am so about six foot tall and uh saying the a pallet you know it's huge or you can get a crate for 30 or 40 dollars for shipping again um i've gotten one that was 78 pounds uh and it was full of all of the toys from um, Skylander, all the shelf pulls from Skylander. Well, one of the things with Skylander is that they were, I wouldn't say, they, they definitely weren't exclusive to Toys R Us. However, Toys R Us did release several exclusive Skylander items that you couldn't get anywhere else but there. And that goes along with several toys, toys that became uh, even more increased in value because of the fact that they were Toys R Us exclusives when Toys R Us no longer was available to buy them at. Um, I got all of the uh, Walking Dead characters, uh, and and they're, um, they, I got a bunch of Funko Pops and things like that. So, uh, with them opening up again, it's kind of like, will will my toy values lower in any way if they are made available again through the reopening of Toys R Us? Because Toys R Us did not actually close down; they were available online still, just under a different name. Yeah, and they're in obviously in, in Canada is under different management. So correct, right? So. So hey, what, what will it do with the collectible items that were increased in value due to the scarcity and uh, unavailability of Toys R Us versus now they're just toys, old toys? Absolutely. Hey, we got somebody else who seems to want to get involved. Uh, her name is Caitlin Jane, so I'll bring her up on stage. What the heck? Why not? I don't know if anybody knows her or not, but Caitlin, welcome to the Squares of the Roundtable podcast, and uh, we are recording live, just so you're aware. Yeah, and... an actress from Australia. She is very yeah. beautiful, very wonderful, and very sweet. Um, she does uh, have a difficult time with being able to um, always talk and hear us cor- uh, as clearly as uh, we would wish she could, so just uh, talk very, try to talk very articulately and clearly to her, so she can pick up on everything we're saying. And with that, introducing Miss Caitlin Jane. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Uh, 
some mic. What? Like I said. Oh, go ahead, Caitlin. What is the topic in this discussion? What we're talking about? We're talking about uh, Toys R Us and how they're coming back to Macy's. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, I'm from Australia, but, like, we, can we have toys on us or not? Um, well, in Australia, we, um, like, we might have toys on us in, like, the capital city. Toys R Us in Australia, Caitlin. Is that a, um? Is I, I don't know if it's a. I, I'm sure it's an international, but do you have it in Australia? Toys R Us. Um. Well, we had a few of them, but like we had like an um, Australian equivalent, and it was called Toy World. And like rather than the giraffe and the mascot, the mascot of Toy World was like. A purple man, and like basically, this toy world company. They, I guess you can say, they went into administration and shut down. But like, we may have had toys in the last month, only in the capital city. But yeah, like it's the same here. Like it. They're on the song that, like, um, we had that something called Ming Yummy, and, like, we used to have Target, but now Target's all online as well, and, like, that's basically where we buy our toys, or, like, the Australian Walmart equivalent, but, like, there were a few ones toys of us in Australia, but yeah, like pretty much a similar story. Like all the toys being bought online now, but yeah. Because mm. mm. um, the thing is, well, yeah, the, 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 you've, you guys have always had them. They they didn't go away. Like uh, I think in Canada, they all were also they they weren't affected by when. We went out when Toys R Us went out of business in America here. But yeah. uh, growing up, you know, having always having the toy store, it was the definitive toy store. And other places came and gone, like Lionel and Child World, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, but when Toys R Us went, it was like part of part of our growing up and and uh, part of being in that culture. But it's interesting, yeah, that uh, that uh, there there are still other. Sources out there, aside from the, the you know the WalMarts and the department stores that we're all familiar with, that they're still around, and with this coming back to Macy's, it might sh- having a foothold in 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 uh, bringing Toys R Us back. I don't know, maybe it is, but maybe things have changed too much. Maybe who knows? But maybe Toys R Us is going to come back. Yeah. So. By the way, so my thoughts on uh, kind of one of the flip topics real fast because I know we're coming down to the, to the back end of the show. Um, any thoughts on the changeover? Um, any thoughts on the changeover to... Um, it's funny, Alyssa says she got cut out, but I don't. I see that she's still here, so weird. 
Um, any thoughts on the changeover for um, with the Jeopardy thing? No, because, uh, you know, the Internet does its thing and digs up tweets and digs up uh, inappropriate things that we say on podcasts. I know I'll never be able to host Jeopardy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's... Remind me again, please, and you heist of Jeopardy and Jeff. I know they've got a theme on it. Remind me again, please, and you heist of Jeopardy. I haven't been following what's going on in the news, but yeah. Okay. okay. Is there uh, Jeopardy is on uh, in in uh, in Australia and in, in place and on regular uh, TV? Not the American version. Oh. No, right. I haven't been following it. Kind of like remind me again. Who's the first woman that's hosting Jeopardy now? Oh, yeah, so so what's your name? The chick from Blossom, that Miali, I can't remember. Uh, my, my, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, we're going to screw up her name, but yeah, so she's, <laughs> she's going to end up being. Like, right, yeah. so she's going to be, she's going to be the temporary. Violet, Bialik? Yeah, the one from Blossom. My, and and Big she's Bang from Theory. Big Bang Theory, yeah. Yeah, yes, from Blossom uh, and Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so you know, it's funny because I know there's a lot of push for LeVar Burton to come back and do it, but um, I'll be curious to see. I, I Somebody told me his episodes were not highly rated, though. I did a fine job. Yeah, I'm he, sure he did. Yeah. Well, there are others. It'll you know, be, there, what's, not gonna be Aaron, it could be Aaron Rodgers, Jeff. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. Let's get, let's get rid of Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. That would be phenomenal. I'm all good with this plan. Uh, I mean, it doesn't hurt the train enough sometimes, like, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah. So, so anyway, so before we head out, I I caught I saw this, which is weird. Uh, there's a site called Weird Facts, and it says a man from China bought a first-class ticket, which came with access to a VIP lounge that has had free food. He scheduled over 300 times in a year to enjoy over 300 meals. And when investigated, it was found that after eating each time, he would change his reservation to a later date. He finally canceled the ticket and got a full refund. That's just crazy. But he got 300 free meals. Yeah. That's in the meantime. Just, in the meantime. That's gaming the system like a pro. Yep. Well, you know. Nice. Absolutely. Oh, did no, we, like did we lose um, Alyssa? Yeah, we did. Alyssa uh, had to go. Okay. We had Alyssa had to go, so absolutely. But um, you know, do want to thank uh, Caitlin and Hillary and David for popping in tonight and being a part of the show. Yes, and, thank you, uh, absolutely. Thanks for stopping by. Absolutely, guys. Um, Anytime, man. You know, uh, whenever you're in a room, I know it's a party, so yeah. I'm always down. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so, Mike, if people want to catch us, where do they find us? We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We're on YouTube. You can uh, subscribe that way as well. You can listen there. We're on uh, Facebook, obviously. That's where we share the articles and memes and jokes and stuff we talk about here on the show mostly. If you're on Twitter, you should also follow follow the underscore Iron Sheik. He has uh, nuggets of wisdom, which we'll, again, you can just look that up. It speaks for itself. Oh, Uh, we should do that tonight. Hillary, have you ever... Have you, Hillary? Have you ever heard you? Have, you know the you know how the Iron Sheik is, right? I do. Yeah. 
the Iron Sheik, the wrestler? Mm. Yeah. Yes, he is. Is he going to be on tonight? I'm sorry? Is he going to be on tonight? No. No, but he's on Twitter and he does some crazy ass shit for Twitter. It's what we, little segment we call the Iron Sheik Tweet of the Week. Yeah. We're going to take a tweet from the Iron Sheik's uh, Twitter page and. Like. Like, for example, um, here's one from him from today. Charlie Brown was a good man, or was he a fucking jabroni? Uh, I have no idea what that word means, so I'm just going to step back. Uh, pejor- uh, jabroni, we have determined that is it is a pejorative term. The Rockies still use the word jabroni quite a bit. Um but what does to... it mean? I don't like to. I don't like to step up and say anything when it comes to things like that, just because I never know if I'm being racist or if I'm if I'm going to say something derogatory by just assuming what a word like that means. So I've learned, <laughs> uh, especially when doing live stuff, to shut up. <laughs> well, okay. So in the meantime, so let's let's do a couple others. Which is here's one. In my honest opinion, go fuck yourself. Here's another one. Remember that this time in a positive way, fuck face. Let's see. If you still say without further ado, then without further ado, you can go. You can go fuck yourself forever. <laughs> uh, when the clock strikes midnight, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, as we proceed to give you what you need, go fuck yourself. Um, so yeah, let's see. And... Brought to you by George Carlin Legacy. <laughs> Well, so Sheik is an old school wrestler from the eighties, and he's a, he's much older, and um, you know, so basically, okay, you know, I'm wrong because that's exactly who I was thinking of, and it not I don't know who Iron Sheik is. I was definitely thinking of the one back in the Hulk Hogan. Yes, that's the same yes, guy. That's him. That's a ha- that's okay. it. Like he, so he quote he does this stuff all the time on Twitter. He's hysterical to follow. Like here's one. If this is from three days ago, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And then go fuck yourself, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Brought you, to you by Michael Rappaport and yeah. people he admires. Well, so like I said. If you still say that's the spirit, go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah, so so Sheik is Sheik's an acquired yeah. taste, but yeah. yeah. And you can right. uh, download the show on usual podcast hosting platforms, uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify, anchor.fm slash SOTRT. Uh, I, Ivan, Jive and Ivan, he's on his own Facebook page. Uh, sorry you couldn't make it this week. We'll hope he, mm-hmm. hope he'll get his phone fixed soon. <laughs> and we'll give you a reason. Yeah, he's not going to be able to spin for a while if yeah, he is a DJ. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just live, have to live through the internet vicariously through his girlfriend's phone. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and of course, obviously, Jeff is everywhere on Steinoite Productions. Email us if you'd like for comments, questions, or whatnot. What not. SOTRT podcast at gmail.com. Very cool. So that brings us to a close of episode 161. 162. 162. Jesus. Five, sir. Four. Bingo. <laughs> yes, seriously. Uh, so, that, that brings us to a close. And so Alyssa is not here, but we thank her. David and Caitlin, we appreciate you. Hillary, thanks for hanging out today. Yes, and, thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, so no, we're glad that you guys were able to pop by and enjoy be part. We enjoyed having you as part of the show. And uh, again, you know, so Mike, probably next week. Um, obviously, we'll continue talking a little bit about what if. We'll talk maybe a little bit more Titans. I'm trying to think if there's anything else of note. Can I throw in up. a plug real quick? 
Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, quick yeah, Hillary plug, uh, whatever uh, yeah, you like. Yeah, if you go Hillary Merrick, M-A-R-E-K, uh, follow me on TikTok. If you are interested in doing duets and contests, I have a lot of voiceover challenges. If you think you got the voice, then come over and show us. You just pick a clip, voice it over, throw it in a stitch with me, and uh, we'll make sure you get on screen. Now, the great thing is that a lot of these do lead to acting jobs because we are casting. So the voiceover challenges are a very quick way to get into cast casting calls that you otherwise could not have found because we're not advertising them. We just want to see what you got. So check it out. H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-M-A-R-E-K. That's a TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. And you know what? Just just Google it. <laughs> and uh, we would love to have you guys on stage with us. So check it out. And we will see you on camera. Right. Awesome. Great. Thank you. So, yeah. So uh, that's going to do it this week. And Mike? We will let's wrap up, and it's funny because usually Ivan's the one who yeah, wraps Ivan up. Ivan so always has to have the last word. So. Always has the last word, but he's not here today, so it's kind of so weird. So Jeff and I are like, "Well, what happens now?" Yeah, what do we do? Uh, yeah, how do so, we end it? Yeah. So thanks again, everybody, and uh, have a great week.